0: Like that is this was gun the culture 4.0? Reason? Like we're yeah. we're this is <laughs> this we're gonna bring a so cool. uh, like a pragmatic approach to not wearing anything but a plate carrier and chonies? Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this yes, high speed, low drag. Okay, trying to be the ultimate highest. operator. I shave
3: my armpit, so I'm more aerodynamic when I fight. Just gonna be a bunch of Michael Phelpses at the range, like
0: <laughs> just plate <laughs> carriers and in speedos. Before we know let's it, let's
1: go. <laughs>
3: All right, everybody. We're uh here this week with Print Shoot Repeat, the famous uh wonderful 3D printed gun maker uh who slaps uh charging handles uh on the A Better Way Two A show with Jordan and Andrew.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for coming on, PSR, for short. Uh, Thanks for su- having me. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to, to chat.
0: We were super pumped to uh to have you on and I'm glad we could finally make this happen. We were supposed to record yesterday but you had an impromptu uh machine gun shoot and yeah. I was very enthusiastic about you taking that instead of recording with us because I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's something that that when you get the opportunity to
2: do you should take. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being flexible about that and um yeah, thanks for for being cool with me going to shoot machine guns. I mean, I figured you would probably be okay with it, but I was hoping you guys yeah. had a an open Sunday afternoon to be able to to record, and I yeah, I thank you very much' because it was a very fun machine gun shoot. I'm glad man,
0: yeah, hell yeah, did you do that with like a uh was that like like a like a range day type thing? It
2: looked like it was something that was organized, yeah, it's like a small event of uh just people with machine guns that bring them to show off to people, and also they sometimes charge for per magazine, you know it's a way for them to cover their expenses to get there and the ammo and whatnot and um people come from from a few states over and um and some local but everything from you know i mean no one had any i kind of wanted to see like an mg42 or like something really like kind of more like a heavy heavy machine gun type thing but um but everyone had little mac mac 11s and um you know automatic ars and nothing too crazy but everyone had a mac 11 including myself no i i got to shoot (laughs) the mac 11 but uh yeah. I, they, I think, you know, I didn't do a whole lot of skipping around. I kind of just stuck with, with some of the people I knew. Um, but yeah, I just having conversation, um, shooting suppressed guns, not all machine guns, but a lot of NFA stuff, which is, which is fun. That's
0: sick. So you said a lot of people had the Mac 11 is the Mac 11, like the Anderson lower of machine
2: guns. <laughs> I would say it is. Cause, uh, it's one of the least expensive ways to get into a machine gun. Uh, pre sample machine or you know, pre ban um, pre 86 machine gun because uh, you know, they they up to just like I think like just a couple of years ago you could get them for under five grand now they're like 10 Holy almost. Shit. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the, and the they and also, whatnot. yeah, I mean, or you could obviously do the SOT thing, um, but if you didn't want to go the SOT route and you wanted to just purchase a machine gun um, that was pre 86. Legally, uh, it's you'd, now it's like your cheapest option is a Mac 11, and it's between, I think, probably like, from my guess, I think it's like from like seven to ten grand. But the cool thing is, uh, there's this company called Lage Manufacturing that makes uppers five five, six uppers that fit on Mac lowers. So you can shoot full auto five five six with a Mac lower that's a machine yes. gun, legally. Um, of course you could do it not legally too but <laughs> yeah, not, not just legal don't film advice. It. yeah exactly you
0: can do whatever you want illegally but we're not advocating for it here at all ever
3: i, I well i mean i i, I know.
0: not as a better way to a
3: <laughs> oh, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> whatever you uh, do on your for own legal is, reasons uh, that was a joke
0: for, yeah for legal reasons this is all a joke and this conversation doesn't exist but
3: but also uh, uh abolish the nfa agreed also fuck the atf um, yeah.
0: so it's, it's funny that you said the, the, so the cheapest machine gun that you can get into is around
2: 10 grand now, right? Just like, uh, give or from take. From my guess. Yeah. And like I said, the cheapest way of not going the SOT, uh, ATF comes and inspects your, you know, place of business every couple of yeah. months way.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I, I think it's, I think of things like that whenever I hear people say, like conflate ARs with machine guns. Yeah. And yeah. some guy is like flaunting his $480 complete build. That <laughs> he's like this is this is my poor build and someone out there sees a picture of it and is saying we shouldn't be allowed to own machine guns and has no idea that right. they're sounding like a complete ass.
3: <laughs> well, and it, it, it's so much more insidious than that too because there's the intentional conflation uh by legislatures, by legislators of uh You know, semi-autos, mag-fed rifles with machine guns, and they want to put those on the NFA and make them more, make them harder to get, make them more expensive to get. And you just look at what happened to machine guns to see why that's a bad idea for people that aren't filthy rich.
0: Totally. totally. Or spending a life in crime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because let's face it, you can get a machine gun if you want a machine gun.
2: You can make a machine gun. You can make a machine gun. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) That's true in Minecraft of course but so yeah. but so, so that kind
3: of that kind of dovetails into into your area of uh, of expertise right of uh, 3D printing machine guns No. Yeah, well no, <laughs> no i'm kidding no, 3D printing <laughs> totally totally legal guns but you know uh, people have this idea of 3D printing guns as like a criminal endeavor as something that like either criminals in peacetime or freedom fighters in like war torn areas would do but you know that's that's really not the case, you know. And and I, I just wanted to to know like how you feel about that, and how you feel about like where you fit in with that that perception.
2: Yeah, um, I mean it's an important point. I I think unfortunately, three D printed guns, you know, on the whole, you know, at least in viewed by the mainstream, have been viewed as like you said, it's like a criminal endeavor. Why would you ever want to make one if you weren't doing something illegal or you didn't want uh if you're doing something you know you didn't want it to be traced you know what's the reason behind that and i think that's a perfectly understandable question from your normies out there that are just like even if it's just regular gun folks that you know buy guns that you know do their 4473s and are just like well if you wanted to make one you don't have to fill out a 4473 like you must be a criminal. And I get why they might think that, I guess. Um, but it's also, you know, it, it, people don't realize that it's been a tradition in this country for years yeah. and years. And
0: The medium's just changed.
2: Yeah, the medium's just changed. And has it become easier? Absolutely. fucking lutely With a 3D printer, you can shit out a Glock frame in 13 hours, and it's just as good as the one that you bought, like a factory lock frame in terms of just being able to put it together now as far as like the longevity of a plastic that's extruded you know layer by layer uh with like a, a material like pla plus for example it's not going to last past you know probably minimum i would say like a thousand rounds maximum could be ten thousand rounds you know but the beauty of the 3d printer and like i said how easy it is is you can just shit another one out in 13 hours and you have a new Glock frame. Um I think yeah. the the tradition of building guns um, has turned from being like this kind of a it's like oh it was that old guy that was like making AKs or like you know or like welding Mac flats or something and and it was to do with <laughs> metal and 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 it was like some you know really uh, obsessed old dude that was you just see at gun shows or something um and then it turned into like the eighty percent thing where it became more accessible because you just did it with this jig and yeah, you still had to mill out the metal, but it was already like almost done, and then now it's like, okay, well, we're going from zero percent to one hundred percent in a matter of you know ten to fifteen twenty four hours and um I think it's it's the culture of. Building guns obviously has changed, um, and it's become more accessible, but it really is at the end of the day the same thing as those guys back in the 80s welding Mac flats or whatever it was, or building AKs. Um, Sure, sure.
3: So you would say it's rooted in the history
2: and tradition? Absolutely. uh, I mean, even going back to pre-revolutionary stuff um, and Revolutionary War stuff, you know, they were building their guns. They didn't have any serial numbers then, although the British probably wanted to have serial numbers on their guns. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that it would have helped them in the end. Probably not.
0: No. <laughs> no.
3: Yeah, people people forget about this. You know, everybody gets bit out of shape about, you know, I'm getting kind of getting into the weeds here, but everybody gets bit out of shape about 3D printed guns not having serial numbers. And I think that there's an essential misunderstanding about serial numbers and what they're for and how they actually help law enforcement. Uh, and I, I think that people think if they can just get serial numbers on 3D printed guns that everyone's going to be safer, but that they really would no doesn't longer have, be deadly. Yeah, it really doesn't have anything to do with how deadly 3D printed guns are or stopping crimes. It really is just like, you know, if they pick it up at a crime scene that, you know, a serial number might tell them, you know, who last had it.
2: Yeah. And, you know, there's so much. That's a great point. And there's so many straw purchases out there that happen and there's so many crimes committed with perfectly legally uh, purchased guns that yeah. are either straw-purchased or transferred illegally. Or stolen. Uh, or well, stolen. And that's the
0: key word, is that the like these guns are being straw-purchased illegally. Straw purchases in a lot of these places are already illegal, and people think that banning the gun show loophole or banning straw purchases is going to make that stop when it's literally already happening and the laws that are supposed to be preventing it don't work.
2: Yeah, and... I I get that we we live in a country where we have the, you know, compared to other places, other countries in the world, we have a lot of rights when it comes to firearm ownership in comparison, right? And that has led to a proliferation of firearms throughout this country, right? And if we were in a different country where there wasn't that proliferation of firearms, I can see how uh, some of these, like, gun control measures like that people have suggested we you know, put in place would maybe be somewhat effective to a degree. But, I mean, I guess with 3D printing, that's changed things. But when we have already so many guns in this country, it's like that's not going, like saying that we have to put serial numbers on our 3D printed guns is not going to change the amount of crime um, that happens. And in general, a serial number, like you said, does a serial number stop a crime from happening? No. It helps a law enforcement at the end of the day, maybe helps law enforcement a little bit, figure out where that gun came from. But at the end of the day, someone got shot, right? Or something happened right. with the gun. They recovered the gun. Something bad happened. And it's not like, I mean, as, as much as, and it as dystopian as it seems, like maybe we're getting towards this, but like this whole... I don't know, like we caught the uh, criminal before they commit the crime, like minority port reports type stuff. Like, yeah, um, I mean, I guess that's like red flag law attempt. Right, right. But uh, it's like that it's not doing that. um, And we're not going to that's not ever going to be fully effective. Um, So I just think uh, or effective at all in in any way. But like they I see what they're trying to do when it comes to like that minority port style, Yeah, the, the,
3: the logic of it that they're trying to use. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah, I just, I think it's it's a misunderstanding, like you said, about the effectiveness of serial numbers when it comes to stopping crime or thwarting criminals from committing criminal, you know, stuff. And, I, you know, I, I, the unfortunate thing is that, yeah, people think that if you're 3D printing guns, yeah, like you're trying to skirt you're 4470, or you're like, why would you ever do that when you can just go buy a gun and like go fill out a background check? And I, I run into that a lot, especially because I have my mask on, and people just associate masks right, with right. crime and or wanting to be, you know, um, anonymous on the internet and having that be. Oh. No,
0: it's because the anon- the internet's a horrible place. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, right, okay. <laughs> it's a so... cesspool of people that want to kill you for having different beliefs, and <laughs> no, no, God no. forbid somebody like recognizes it's... you from somewhere.
3: But it's more than that, isn't it? Right, because so so a lot of these uh, people that are really big in the in the sort of social space of 3D printing and making making models for 3D printing guns are also anonymous, and they they will stay anonymous. Some of them are not. Um, Wild, wild, uh, what what is it? Wild, wild arms, arms research and, research and development and develop is a big, big example of somebody who is not concerned with anonymity. He's doing it very above board, and and he's his whole like livelihood is like attached to this. But um, but you still you you see the way that people react to him building rocket launchers, uh, and you start to understand like why somebody would want to remain anonymous because, you know, if you have to believe that the ATF is watching these people very closely for any sort of like slip. Absolutely. You know, and, and they're
0: zooming in on your trigger <laughs> finger.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. like And so, so if you're not, you know, if you're not, if you're not confident that you're going to like, you know, cross every T and dot every I, it makes a lot of sense to try to like, uh, obfuscate your identity as much as possible. But even try if you to,
0: are, like even if you are doing everything 100% legally, it still makes sense, just because the internet's a shitty place, and it's one more barrier between yeah. you and somebody knocking on your door asking questions, even if you have nothing to hide.
2: So, do completely, you, or getting do you swatted,
1: f- <laughs> yes.
3: yeah. But do you feel like that's the way it's going to stay? That 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 this space is dominated by people who are primarily anonymous, or do you think that you know that 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 whole debate? uh you know of, of like how much of yourself to share is going to become
2: uh, moot as as printing guns becomes more mainstream well i think that's a great question i think there there's kind of two thoughts uh two groups of thought in in terms of inside the community that 3d prints guns and one of the sides is you know this is a perfectly legal activity we should be open about it you know we should not be anonymous we should we should be, we should take pride in the fact that it's legal and therefore show the rest of the community, the gun community, and the people that want to ban it, you know, that we're not criminals. We're out here with our identities. We believe in the right to, to make a gun. Um, if you are legally, you know, um, not prohibited from, from owning a firearm, you know, we want to show the world that it's not something criminal, and therefore we're going to, you know, put our faces... Our names out there, and the other side is, as you can imagine, um, you know, sees it differently in that they're uh, just off of like what you said, alone, um, Jordan. The internet's a shitty place sometimes. A lot of the time, most of the time, maybe, uh, <laughs> and you have <laughs> a risk, not just being a you know gun CAD developer designer, of running across some really tough sticky situations where people disagree with you and want to hurt you um, whether it's physically or your reputation or you know swatting you or something like that Um, and there's a lot of reasons why someone who designs and develops 3D printed firearms uh, would want to stay anonymous just based on not you know having any kind of uh, worries about the gun thing, but then there's the whole gun thing, and then, like, you know, these groups like, let's say, Every Town and Moms Demand Action. Oh, yeah. Um, finding out who you are, and then... And they have time on their hands to do this, yes, too. Yes, and they're f- filing lawsuits, actually, against some of these designers. Um, they did file a lawsuit, because... There was a designer that incorporated the Mom's Demand Action logo into a 3D AR-15. <laughs> oh, okay, but
3: that's so lit, though.
1: Wait, so was I it know. like a
3: copyright
2: lawsuit? Yeah, trade dress, it's probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like some copyright slash like defamation. I don't know. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I think ends, it should be protected under parody. Totally. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's their counter, but but there's still people listed in that. Document that oh, they can't figure names. out. They can't figure out who it is. Oh, and oh, I see. Like Mom's Man Action put the username of their Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like good luck. Um, yeah, that's a that's perfect funny. example of a oh. reason <laughs> why you wouldn't want to have your name associated with it or your face yeah. associated with it. And the od- w- the audacity
3: yeah. of moving forward with an actual lawsuit against somebody when you don't even know who they
2: are. <laughs> I know, right? That's know. absolutely ridiculous. So, that's just a couple and then other people too just want to separate their hobby, which is what it is for most people. Um some people like you said have businesses attached to it, whether it's like they sell parts or other things, but you know, some people it's their hobby and their day job if they found out, you know, like their day job would be like really concerned maybe. You know, so I think it's oh, just yeah. I think it's just that's probably the main reason why and i and, and there's a lot of infighting too within the community that like between the people that want things to be anonymous and then between the people or at least the people that want to have the right to choose to be anonymous or not yeah. and then the people who are like you know you're doing this community a disservice by not showing your face and like you should be showing your face and i think i'm on the side of people should be able to choose whether or not they want to be anonymous especially in a space like this and yeah we can't, we can't force people to do uh to to put their faces and names out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely
0: not. And I think it's it's silly to demand that of somebody when I think, you know, somebody not me because I I don't know the first thing about 3D printing other than you do it and and it works somehow. It's like a magic box to me, but I think when you have people in the 3D printing community chastising you for wanting to stay anonymous uh i, I feel like that's that's it's just silly it's like you know you know what the risks are you 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 live this alongside me and and it's completely valid to want to stay anonymous just like i wouldn't you know i would never knock somebody uh you know there's there's plenty of people who aren't in the 3d printing community but are in the gun community who are uh who remain anonymous and now it's become part of their persona you know, you know like yourself included yeah yeah um But, you know, like administrative results being one, like he always has a mask on and that's just part of the persona now. And nobody's shaming him for not taking his mask off. Like, it's just no
3: just for wearing brush stroke. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, but I I do. I do understand. um, I don't agree with I agree with you guys. Um, You should you should be able to choose. But I understand where people are coming from when they're like, you know, I want this to be normal I, you know, people already know that I do this and I want them to look at me and see a normal person, not a fucking freak.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh, also.
3: And it's easier to do that when theoretically, right. It's theoretically easier to do that when like everybody is like, you know, putting their, their life, their name and livelihood on the line. But in, in practice, it may not work that way for everybody. And there's an issue of critical mass, right? Like there yeah. may not be enough people in this community to really make an impact by going public and people really do have to be able to choose to protect their themselves and their identities. And it's totally. not even
0: just the community because we don't care. You know, it's it's the people outside of the community that we're ultimately trying to convince that it's normal. And there's still some yeah. like you know how how common now are plate carriers? How common now are nods? Things like that, you know, maybe not that common, not compared to plate carriers, but it's way more than 10 years ago. And there are still people that out that are outside the community who, if you said that you had a plate carrier, their first question would be like, are you a cop? Or, and, and then once you say no, they get this concerned look on their face. And, oh, you have armor to go with that. You have plates to go with that. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? And yeah. it's something that's been so normalized within the gun community. And now I think 3D printing is kind of at the point where uh, maybe plate, like gun culture 2.0 or wherever we are now, um, you know, was that maybe a couple of years ago? And to the point where I don't think it's, it's totally normal. You see, 3D printing gun parts all over the internet now. But to people like Moms Demand and every town, it, it is it is black magic, and those they're they're trying to to burn the witches at the stake because they think it's this crazy, disproportionately dangerous activity. Thanks to media attention and you know police departments not having a monopoly on uh,
2: violence, but totally. I think just to bring it back to what you're you're talking about, how no one really like gets on admins' case, administrative results case about wearing a mask. Um, it's interesting because I've found that there's like a, I'll get a lot of comments on my YouTube channel, uh, particularly recently because I I got my channel like banned for two yeah. weeks and, and suspended, and then I got a bunch of strikes and um, and then. I Had like a bunch of comments, like a fair amount of comments that said, um, well, you should have seen it coming. Like, y- you wear a mask, and like, you know, what do you expect? Like, you look like a criminal or whatever. We've been You're
0: wearing like, masks for the last three
2: years. I know, right? Well, that's that's <laughs> when I that's when I introduced, yeah, that, that's when I'm like, oh, well, I'm just trying to protect everyone from COVID. God, uh, yeah, no, obviously, but, but yeah, clearly, but uh, but it's interesting because, like, you know, admin. I'm sure he gets some comments like that, maybe, but, like, he's more in the, you know, he's just, he's not doing 3D printed guns, he's doing...
3: He's just doing goofy gun content, man. Doing goofy gun content, exactly,
2: and, like, no one should fuck with him, no one should fuck with me for wearing, wanting to wear a mask, like, um, I know I wear, like, the goggles, so I, you can't really see my eyes as much, and he doesn't really wear the goggles as much, um... But like he doesn't wear goggles. Just you know, got his got his eyes out. He's naked to his eyes. Naked eyes. Naked. eyes. <laughs> but, yeah, the windows um, of
3: his soul. <laughs> yeah, but,
2: but I mean, it's interesting the how that there's that. Oh, it's because I'm doing 3D printing. That like, oh, you should have expected. It's seen this coming. You're you dirty. Know, like, yeah, dirty man. So what's so t- funny?
3: Tactical girlfriend wears a mask too. You know, like true. Yeah, just like leave it's them. Not al- leave abnormal. them all alone.
0: Yeah, people. You know what it is, and I think it comes down to like people are afraid of what they don't understand and it's the same thing i forget I, we referenced this in another episode but there's a bell curve of of how something how closely something resembles a human to how creepy it is to in and, and then
3: it dro- <laughs> yeah the uncanny it, valley
0: yes the uncanny valley and i think when you can't see somebody's nose you can't see somebody's mouth it triggers like a like a almost like a like a like a subconscious response in the person's head like something's well, wrong yeah, something's maybe. wrong and and it's it's like they, they just Yeah, but they it. also
3: made a robot with uh only eyes on a CRT monitor and people fell in love with it, so like whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's
0: gotta eyes. be because it doesn't look anything like a human. That's it's true. That's creepy. true. It's like Wally. Everyone loves Wally.
2: Well I think if if it has eyes, we've seen like with with uh, I don't know, certain like like babies and pets and stuff the eyes are like like you know puppies and, and babies like the eyes are like big and and, uh, yeah, and the yeah. eyes are really like the, the human or the thing that's a, it's a living thing and I can connect yeah. with it through its eyes you know that's yeah. kind of the thing so I've been debating let, letting my eyes hang out a little bit more often so maybe it's funny when that. you
0: recorded that uh one of your recent videos talking about YouTube um and you were indoors. With like the be- the purple backlit and and things like that, I could see your eyes through the goggles, and I was like, I don't and think you've like, ever what? seen PSR's eyes before. <laughs> it's like I, was like, I it's feel like, like see- I'm staring. <laughs> he's talking to me. <laughs> it's like I'm in the room with him right now. I've like you're seeing something you're not like,
1: supposed to. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, like ooh, I need I to see block his out. eyes. He doesn't know, but <laughs> I can dirty. see. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Yes. Yeah, speaking of YouTube, man. Um, that's yeah, a that was drama, dude.
2: Yeah, man. Um and like you said before, like I'm I'm really just trying to make goofy fun gun content and um like so much of my content is, is comedy, I think, at least. Hopefully people get, I think it's funny. I yeah. think it's very funny. I think it's and, fucking
3: hilarious. I, I, think, I have I have in my show notes here to uh to touch on how funny
2: your videos are.
3: Nice. So well accomplished. I appreciate Check that you that
2: think, think it's funny that, that my humor is somewhat effective, at least to a couple of people. Um <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But you know, I think the one of the goals for when I made this, this when I started this project, um, I, was just to let like make it lighthearted and not so serious and kind of. There's a lot of gun content out there that's that's more serious and pretty heavy. Yeah, a little bit heavy, but there's always a space for that. And and like there's the a lot of the stuff that I do like with my like compilations of me shooting and stuff. It's like it's not really like, it's not like I'm like like a clown walking around, but some of it's funny, like some of it's ridiculous over the top, but some of it's just like, you know, I want to make a hard beat and like really go all out with like this (laughs) rate of fire, just blast the mag dump into trash or whatever it is. And um, so, but, but, but I wanted it to be lighthearted and that be like kind of the theme, but also be informative to the point where I could like bring people in that never even knew that you could 3d print a gun and then like get them interested in it or Just get people from outside of the community, you know, inside it through 3D printing and in in turn maybe, you know, that person might have been not even a gun person or maybe they still aren't a gun person but they enjoy my content and they're becoming more like aware and more like, uh, you know, uh, less uh, standoffish about guns and more understanding of guns, you know.
3: Right, right. Do you do you feel like when you uh post a video of you in uh plate carrier and chonis that you get an uptick in subscribes subscriptions?
2: <laughs> well uh I feel like
3: you I feel like you would.
2: Who knows? Maybe maybe uh to to a degree. I think, you know, a lot of people think I just do that because I'm trying to get I don't know, show off the, the bud, which I guess shot. that's a yeah, that's a that's a secondary thing. I mean, this summer it, it was hot. I mean, it's it's hot where I'm at. Yeah, summer. yeah. And was. like that is this was gun the culture main 4.0? reason.
0: Like we're yeah. we're this is this we're is gonna bring like, a uh, like a pragmatic approach to not wearing anything but a plate carrier and Jonies. Yep, that's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this yes, high
3: speed, low drag. Okay, I'm trying to be the your Ultimate operator. I shave my armpit, so I'm more aerodynamic when I fight. Just gonna be a bunch of Michael Phelps's at the range, like
0: <laughs> just <laughs>
2: plate carriers
0: and, and speedos. Before we know let's it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. But that, that,
3: no, you you feel like, uh, so, so sort of touching back on the, the anonymity question or or topic and, and now talking about the way that you were treated by YouTube, which was bullshit. Uh, do you feel like you've got some, do you you have some real anxiety at this point about this
2: project blowing back on your real life? Um, totally. I mean, the, the thing is My real life and PSR have kind of merged um, more than I ever expected in terms of me turning this little project that I started for fun into an actual job, you know, because, like, YouTube can be a job, you know. For for a lot of creators, that's, you know, on YouTube. If you have a big enough following, you have enough support, and you can get sponsors, you can make a living off of being on YouTube and being an entertainer on YouTube and creating content. For people to watch, just like you can, you know, um, if you were making a TV show or something, right? And so, at the beginning, it really wasn't uh, viewed as that. I was just doing it for fun, and I got a 3D printer, and it was a, during the pandemic. The pandemic changed everything for me, so uh, it really just opened me up to firearms in a way that I hadn't been opened up to them before. Which is the case for a lot of people in the United States after the pandemic happened, for a very variety of yeah, reasons, really. obviously. But now that it's become my job, um, it's definitely become. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, anxiety provoking when basically your boss, which is YouTube, tells you, you're about to be fired. You fucked yeah. up. Yeah. You fucked for
3: up. Do, for just doing what you do, you're about for to be fired. For doing what I'm doing. Well, here's some nebulous guidelines that we're citing.
2: And it's it's, if I could just, if this could be like my little plug to like if you were going to show this to the head of the YouTube community guidelines, I would just say please, please provide more clarity to creators. Right. Whether A it's hard in the line, gun space, right? whether it's in the gun space or uh, anything like political space or, or or whatever it is on all sides of the spectrum, we need more clarity on what exactly it is that we are um, breaking what rule we are breaking and when we broke it in the video, and how we can prevent that from happening the next time yeah. we post. Right. So, I have heard this from not just people on the right, but people on the left, and in the center. Whatever content they're making, if it's like anything that's close to, you know, stretches past the the boundaries or goes near the boundaries of what's allowed and what's not allowed on YouTube. There needs, to, you know, it's it's all content that should be allowed according to their terms of service, but isn't because someone viewing that that day or the algorithm that day, it just said, okay, well, this clearly has to be against the terms of service. Okay. Yeah, you know, and and I've gotten basically three, I've had three of my videos removed over the past uh, couple months. Uh, I've had two in the past. To, like I guess it was about two weeks ago uh, that I got my second strike. So the way that, if you're not familiar with it, the way that YouTube's strike system works is you get a warning if you break the YouTube uh, community guidelines. And for me, it's the firearms policy, right? So I got a warning from my, one of my MP5 videos where I was doing nothing different than what, let's say, Ian from Forgotten Weapons or Garantham does when he talks about a gun right yeah um i i was explaining you know this is a 3d printed mp5 this is how the 3d printed version of it works right not here's how you build an mp5 a 3d printed mp5 which i believe should be allowed on youtube but that is against clearly against the terms of service you can't instruct people on how to build a firearm right or build a suppressor or you know build an auto sear or anything like that. You can't instruct people. It's very clear that is where the line is drawn from YouTube. You can't instruct people on how to build a firearm. And there was nothing in that video, when I got my first video removed, that um, showed people how to build it. It was talking about how it works. Just like Ian McCollum from Forgotten Weapons talks about how the MG42 works, of all guns, right? That, yeah. that was fine. You know, we can talk about we can take it apart. You know, and and this isn't me trying to blow the whistle on Ian's channel because I love Ian's channel, and uh, and no, I don't no, think any creator not. should be messed with in the gun space. That's that's following the rules. I don't think. I mean, obviously, I I believe you should be able to teach people how to build auto sears on YouTube, but <laughs> I, I but I can understand why right. they why they like have that they have that there, and it's like I'm willing to obviously. Play ball. This is my channel. I've gotten, you know, I've, I've gotten 327,000 subscribers now. I've, I've got two years of almost two years of work into this thing. I just want to play ball and play by your rules because this is my livelihood. I need to know why you struck that video, why you removed it, because I've got a lot of other videos that are the same thing, but you decided yeah. this one was against the rules. So, like, what exactly did I do? To get it removed, and there's never any clarity on that. It's just you broke the firearms policy on instructing people how to build a gun, and it's like how
0: old was that video?
2: So the first MP5 video, it was it was had been out for two weeks, and it gotten like it was like one of my best performing videos. It was like at I think almost three hundred thousand views in like two weeks, and that was it was up for about two weeks, right? And so that was my first strike technically, but because it was my first infringement, they gave me a warning so the way youtube system works is you get a warning first and then if you uh commit an infraction the next time you get a strike so that's one strike the strikes they um, disappear after 90 days or three months right and then you get three of those strikes within that period of time of 90 days and one of them hasn't expired you know your three strikes you, you you have the right to appeal each of those strikes and have them reviewed by an individual like a real person right but if you get those three strikes and all of those appeals are denied, you are permanently banned from youtube jeez, so as a creator, not as a channel so wow, so you like are, you can't
0: even come back as something else
2: no, and that will be that i might might need to double check on that, but I'm fairly positive that is the policy and If you come back as another channel, that's considered ban evasion. So you're permanently banned from YouTube, which is like, I assume, for life more or less. Um, Or until they update their their policy or or they forget about you or or whatever it is. Now, that doesn't mean that you couldn't necessarily start a new account with a new email and a new identity on YouTube. Um, But if they ended up finding out via IP or whatever it is... um, then they could just say, you're out again. And even though your channel hasn't com- committed any strikes or anything, we found out you're, you're PSR, we banned you. Right, right. Get the fuck out of here kind of thing. And so, that's
3: even if you, if you try to like
2: clean it up and do different content. Totally. like That could be me starting a uh, channel where I, I paint yeah. landscape draw, uh, paintings <laughs> oh, or God. something. right? Yeah. And they're like, well, this is, uh, this is PSR. So the, yeah. the person is banned, not the, yeah. not the content not the content creator like or the channel per se. So right now I'm on two strikes. So I have one more strike and that is what happens to me. And the the big deal for me is I I mean both of the strikes that I got that got me to this point were bullshit and I didn't break the YouTube terms of service. Um and the the other th- Part of it that's really challenging is i have i have other i have like another YouTube channel that has a fairly big following that I'm not as active on anymore since I started this channel right this p s r channel and i the the two emails aren't linked, but if they were to find out that it was me, they could completely remove that channel too and that channel is not something just that i have done by myself it's like a collaboration between other artists and there's other entities that have a lot of things at stake if that gets removed. There's millions of views right, on that right, channel. Right. 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 Okay. Wow. So I I'm really, really close to getting that yeeted from the internet and that would not only be like a you know, it would obviously be huge threat it's a huge threat to my livelihood right now. It would be devastating to my livelihood to get PSR removed, but it would be equally devastating. my livelihood to get my other channel removed as well so i'm playing high stakes poker right now with youtube unfortunately and it's not because i'm like posting um how to 3d print an auto sear or step by step step, drill out an 80 percent lower or god you know whatever it is it's because they went back to a year old video for my first strike that had been up for a year and that was monetized to start which none of my videos are monetized. Uh, all of them get demonetized, which I'm totally okay with actually. I mean, obviously I'd like to like be money. Like if that was the
0: way to get around it.
2: Well, there's the there's, you, there's YouTube community guidelines and then there's the monetization guidelines. And I break the monetization guidelines because literally you, can, you can't have 30 round mags um in the monetization so you can't get that's your video so... monetized <laughs> That's like such standard an arbitrary capacity AR
0: mag Fucking bullshit yeah, rule Yeah it's
2: it's all arbitrary but and it's total b- bullshit but I'm totally fine with not earning any ad money as long as I don't get my channel deleted and that's how I've been operating for the last 2 years and they they changed that like in the last year they changed it so that there was not uh, 30 round mags allowed so I'm totally okay with just getting sponsor money for my sponsors. But when it comes to getting um, my channel deleted, that's a higher stakes thing. So they went back to a uh, video that I had had up for a whole year and it was on the wide open trigger. I was using the wide open trigger, which is a force reset trigger, which is obviously like a spicier, right, right. Spicier thing, but it's at the time it wasn't viewed as a machine gun. Um, but It was, there was a shot of my friend placing the trigger in the lower, not showing how to do it or anything, but the shot of him placing the trigger in the lower, I think is what did it, but it's like literally there wasn't any instruction. It's just like putting it in the lower with, there was no other parts in the gun. I just kind of wanted to show like, okay, this goes in and it wasn't against the terms of service and it still isn't against the terms of, I'm not instructing people on how to do it, but since they saw that, I think. Someone who didn't have any knowledge of the, of the of the, you know how guns work and like that's not instructional. Um, that's so like they went back to a year old video and did that. And I can sort of understand why they maybe would have uh, given me a strike for that, right? The second strike happened, so I got banned for a week after that, and then I came back, posted a video which I was so excited to post. It was about the FGC nine. I had finally made this gun that I had been trying to make for the last like like basically since the channel started and I spent months on it and like weeks you know filming it and you know I put so much time into it if if you didn't know I do everything myself like I make the music I usually film everything myself sometimes I'll hire like an extra cameraman um if I if I really want the episode to be like the best um, yeah yeah sure and and I do all the editing myself um so you know, it's a lot of work on my end and I'm happy to do it. It's something I love to do, but I'd put a lot of work into this video and I posted the video and YouTube removed it after two hours oh, and it said the God same thing, it said the same thing that I was instructing on how to, um, on how to build, uh, either how to build a gun or how to install machine gun parts. Um, can you, can you,
0: uh, what was the word? Can you have it review each strike removed or just
2: the third strike? Uh so each strike gets removed after 90 days. So I can theoretically be back to just the warning phase? <laughs> the I'm warning sorry, never appealed. goes away. The warning right. never goes away. So that yep. you could count that as a strike in itself. It's kind of like you get a strike. That's like a permanent strike. So you have a warning, your warning never goes away as far as I'm concerned. Um and then you get a 90-day strike and then once that 90-day period is over you're back to just a warning. So you can still get two strikes after that, after you get um, those strikes. Yeah.
0: Do they Um, let you appeal those individual strikes though? Like if if you, if you get a video that's a year old where you're clearly not showing how to assemble a firearm and you get that strike, is there somebody that you can talk to and be like, this is not me assembling me telling you how to assemble a firearm. Like clearly
2: look at this or are you just kind of like shit out of luck? Short answer. Uh, no. You can't talk to anyone. You 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 can. Long answer is you can appeal each of those strikes, which I did. And in the appeal, you have eight hundred word, eight hundred letters, eight hundred <laughs> letters that you can put in. And you in that eight hundred letter word or eight hundred letter, um, you know, appeal. You you make your appeal right, and it's just you. you so you can't actually literally talk to anyone at. Like YouTube customer service, it doesn't exist, um, but there is a person that manually reviews your allegedly. I don't know what the yeah the process is, but allegedly, supposedly there is a actual real person looking at your case and your appeal, and they decide whether or not it broke the terms of service. So, the first time I did an appeal and it was denied. The second time. It was, I, I wrote an appeal, and I just said, please, like, for the life of me, like, I'll, I put my, my email in there, like, let me know what broke, the, like, what timestamp, because the FGC9 video, I have no goddamn clue what broke it there's nothing on there i did not it wasn't show i'm I made sure you sure. were careful because you oh, had dude. already gotten the strike not yeah. show any assembly like none of that like none of the parts by themselves i showed one buffer tube adapter by itself and i think maybe that's what did it it's a literal buffer tube adap- like but something- that's,
0: i like how how do you how do you create content you- about firearms without showing parts of a firearm yeah right it's a right. great
2: Great question. But and I on think, YouTube, that it's like you are you are if you're doing 3D printed stuff, which I've seen at, like more than any other firearms, uh, right? You know, right. Uh, content. It's like YouTube does not like the 3D printed stuff, and if so, they so you also might be don't,
3: doing the same kind of stuff that Ian McCollum is doing, but because it's in the context of 3D printed guns, it's like they're already on edge.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of their employees maybe confuse their monetization guidelines with their community guidelines it's a, it's against the monetization guidelines to do anything 3d printed so anything 3d printed guns is against the monetization guidelines you cannot get your videos monetized if you have 3d printed guns in them sure so but they still are allowed on youtube apparently according to their guidelines but it's when you install machine gun parts or show people how to build a gun that's when it clearly breaks their community guidelines. So I've never shown in the history of my channel I've never shown anyone how to build a firearm. It's just been this is my project. It's a show and tell. It's like just like how administrative results shows his build crazy meme gun build uh, of two of crazy like Sten modernized. Just like Grand Thumb did his modernized. Um, like lever action rifle. It's just mine's 3d printed and I'm just showing people, Hey, this is, this is, I put like a streamlight TLRs, you know, whatever on here. And like I've, I've 3d printed my own, um, you know, like uh carry handle or whatever it is. But it's like when you show the part by itself, I, I think people think, Oh my God, it's the 3d printed part. And, and, and that, that's gotta be breaking the community guidelines or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. So it's frustrating. Cause there's a double standard between it, and, and I don't like want to like call any channels out because no one should be censored at all, um, but it's just like if you're not doing 3D printed content, you have a far less uh, chance sure. of getting yeah. striked because you're showing a gun part, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And I think a lot of what these companies do is keep their stuff kind of uh, ambiguous because I think when you say that, you know, it, it's an algorithm that pulls this stuff and then we'll only review it if, they get your appeal and and it, and it, it creates like, a uh, anytime there's a process in place, like for an appeal, whether it's YouTube or like the legal process, the, the chances of, of you getting your desired result go down significantly because they're, they're just, people don't have time for it. People, you know, their biases get in the way and things like that. And it was, it was, uh. You know, we, we dealt with something similar, not anywhere near your scale, but like when we, when we first started out we had an Etsy uh, store and it actually did very well. Like it was it was doing significantly better than our website at the time. Um, and that's just because of like the ecosystem that is Etsy where they, they self-promote all that stuff and you go there to buy handmade goods and all that fun stuff. They did the same thing where they were not allowing any firearms, obviously. And then they changed it to no nothing that can physically attach to a firearm period. So that was oh, zero accessories, no slings, no, no, uh, grit, like panels. grit panels, like nothing. And people were, you know, handmaking. I follow one of the guys on YouTube or on uh, Instagram. I don't know if he, if, if he was the guy, but like hand making wooden, um, like, like accessories for your AR and things like that. And you're selling them on there. They did that. And then same thing. I, I got, they, one of their very ambiguous, um, policies is you're not allowed to sell anything that promotes or glorifies violence. And it sounds like something where you're like, yeah, totally. I, I get behind yeah. that a hundred percent. I'm not promoting gonna, or glorifying I, violence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to realize, murder each other. No, of course not. And then you realize it is a liberal from Brooklyn, like looking through your shit that somebody originally, somebody reported because the thing that got reported on our page was something that we've had up. We had up for like two years and Somebody finally got a hair across their ass and was like, "This is promoting Which and glorifying one was it? violence." Uh, well, one was totally our fault. We we <laughs> posted a target of a clan member. It was like uh, a, like a PDF yeah. download, and somebody was like, "Okay, I guess okay, that's promoting yeah. and glorifying violence because you're shooting at somebody." But um, they won't. They uh, we had one. It was uh, there was one of them. Again, was one of the things that like we we. It was, we have a Molotov cocktail sticker and it says, let there be light. And it was, that was one of them. And then the, but so we had two, two strikes. I took out, I took down everything that had a picture of a gun, everything that, uh, had like a phrase in it. It was literally like, I don't even know what we had left. It was a lot of surplus and things like that. And then I tried logging in one day and I wasn't able to log in. And I reached out to them, and they said, "Yeah, your your account was canceled. You're permanently banned. You can no longer buy things or sell things on Etsy." Um, And I was like, "What was the thing that did it?" And they said, "You violated our terms of service." I said, "Yes, but what was the product?" And they would they did not give me an answer. And they were like, "This is the final email. Please do not reply to this email. You will not get a response back." I would have replied anyways just to get the last word. Yeah, I probably did. But so (laughs) what I'm saying is, is these companies, I think, you know, like we see a lot in social culture, um, things that you cannot do legally, private companies get way more leniency to do, uh, with their, with their policies and their guidelines to enact their political biases and where you have this being something that, you know, people say, oh, well, guns are never going to be banned. Guns are never going to be banned, but it is completely possible that we reach a point in, in culture where, Private companies refuse to do business with firearm-related goods. Look what's happening with PayPal. So many of these gun companies, and not even gun companies, but like gear companies that sell tactical products, are not able are not able to do PayPal transactions anymore because PayPal says they don't uh, they don't ha- uh, facilitate the the purchase of firearms when it's literally not firearms at all. Um, totally. You have these credit card companies now that you know that creating a, a separate code for firearms purchases or purchases at gun stores—not even just firearms purchases—it um, used to be a sports store that it would that would that the code would fall under, and now they're they're able to track when you buy things at at gun stores, even if there isn't a, a database, they can track the last time you spent money at a gun store now if you use your credit card, and yeah, it's 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 crazy. I think these companies are. You know, it, it, the part of me that's like companies should be allowed to do what they want to an extent. I'm like, OK, I get it. It makes sense. But then you look at companies like, uh, you know, how Facebook had to go before Congress and because they were they were their privacy practices. And um, you get to the right. point where you're so, so big, you have responsibilities.
3: Well, OK, so it's like theoretical responsibilities. Right. But but also in a yeah. practical sense, you know, if you've got Congress. On record, like on video, telling the the CEO of your company, we need you to regulate this content, otherwise we're going to make a law about it to really to really fuck with you. And then they go and regulate that content. Like, is that a private company making private decisions for their own interest, or is that the government making private companies do
2: things? Yeah, it's a great point, and it's a sticky situation in in both aspects, whichever way you take it. If you're like, well, we should have the government regulate these that's a sticky situation. And then if we have, and then you have the other sticky situation of these huge corporations that control our social spaces where we communicate, have the right to silence us based on their political biases, biases is like, that's also a sticky situation. Where's the line? Where's the line? And and it's only unfortunately going to get more and more ingrained in our culture as the internet continues to grow and people continue to communicate on the internet.
0: How do you find a nice, happy medium between complete government and control
2: and company towns? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when do the companies become also bigger than the power of, have the greater power than the government, you know? Well,
0: some companies are, like in the countries that they are in, some companies are bigger than the government. You look at a lot of these companies that are based out of, like, South America, and and they're they're billion-dollar tech companies and billion-dollar, I mean, look at, like, the tobacco industry. Or or the coffee industry in a lot of these places, or like cocoa. You uh, yeah. know, I mean, uh, yeah, you know- get a, you
3: get a you get a sense of dread thinking about Facebook having the kind of power over America that like a tobacco company has over like a fucking junta. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but you guys kind of you guys kind of ask the question like where is the line, right? So do you ever feel like the ambiguity is intentional and I don't want to get you in trouble, you know, if, if like somebody from YouTube is like following you around on the internet, but do you ever feel like maybe the, the lack of clarity is not just general ignorance about guns and 3d printing and like a difference in opinion between like who's moderating, but, but actually sort of like a uh, coordinated approach to creating confusion and, and discouraging this kind of content on their platform.
2: That's an interesting, that's a good question. I think it's a combination of both. I think it's, like, convenient for them to have it be open-ended. I don't think it's a necessary concerted effort on their part to attack a specific group, for example, firearms creators, because I think we've seen it with other creators, too. Um, And I'm someone who believes the content should just be able to exist on YouTube um but you know i mean there's certainly lots of content that doesn't get messed with like and that i don't think should get messed with but it's like wow okay we're allowing this like basically naked woman doing yoga and showing her like all of her stuff which i have no problem with to be honest at all um but like that's totally okay and okay to be monetized it's very sexualized content um and then like just me Talking about how I built this gun, not how to build a gun. This is my gun that I built. This is some information about it. This is me being goofy doing the HK slap. This is me dressing up like Bob yeah. Ross. Um, and those things are in, de- in in you know in in jeopardy because of someone at YouTube. I think the ambigu- ambiguity is convenient for them. I don't think it's necessarily a, a target. I don't think we're necessarily like particularly. Singled out because I think there's other groups too within the space and political commentators and all these other people that get fucked with. Um, and I mean, for example, that kid, that dude Steve Will Do It, I don't know if you heard about it, but he got completely booted from YouTube for what is this? It's just a YouTube creator. Uh, his name is Steve Will Do It. Um, I mean, political affiliations aside, he was basically banned for promoting a gambling site as a sponsor. Um, and and they they gave him that. They said that the saying the .dot com in the in this description of his video got him banned. That's um, it. you're not allowed to do that. Uh, you're not allowed to do that uh, and get monetized. But as far as I'm cons- as far as I know, if you say .dot com, I don't think that it like is like against their community guidelines. I think that you can't. Allegedly, you can't link to gun parts and gun stores, which I've never done. Okay. Um, but I think they maybe view saying.com as that. Um. So I don't know. But what what I had to do was I had to go back through all of my content and delete, like, 80% of it permanently off of the platform, off of YouTube, because I... That's so sad. Yeah, it's it's a shame, and it's a bummer. But I had to go back and delete, like... God, um, yeah, like 80% of my videos, because that 80% of videos was no different, those were no different than the one that got recently stri- given a strike, so I was just thinking, if, right. they t- if they took one away from a year ago, they can easily go They're all back. fair game. They're all fair game, exactly, they're all fair game, and I might end up deleting more honestly um, as I go, but... The yeah, funny thing is, though, they can still they can still remove you and they can remove you based on a deleted video, too. But what I kind of just. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah. So if you delete a video, even if it's been deleted, they can remove you from the channel for doing for doing that. I guess because they still have it. They still have it. We don't I don't have it. It's it's gone, but they still have it. So they can. That's th- wild. It's in their policy that they can do that. And also, if I was to say. Hey guys, like YouTube's been um, like really uh, like cracking down on me. Uh, I'm gonna move my content that's like you know the 3D printed gun content that's not breaking the YouTube terms of service, but apparently they think that it is. I'm gonna move that to like Odyssey and Rumble. So go check me right. out at Odyssey. Go go. If find you're sending me. people to that content, if I send people to the to that, not even through a link, but just talk about it and just say find me on odyssey I, I guess if i just said find me on odyssey but it's so ambiguous it's it's just all so ambiguous that if i say that that's technically breaking they're their like terms he winked when he said it he knows what he's doing exactly so they can go back and say that that so that video in in their community guidelines that breaks their community guidelines so i could get a strike for just saying go check me out on odyssey and that's what
0: if you say don't check me out on odyssey yeah
2: yeah, I know. I know. That's crazy. So, but the thing is, like, you just don't know who's who's going to be looking at your content that day or reviewing it after you, the algorithm gave you a strike. You know, if it's the guy from Brooklyn or if it's the guy from Texas. You know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it, it sounds to me like you're not trying to be disruptive. You're trying to like make content within the parameters that they're they're allowing. You know? I've never
0: gotten that vibe from like it, you know it's not even there are some people that I see on on Instagram not so much YouTube, yeah that are like that,
3: that are like trying to be a problem and intentionally, intentionally I love that.
0: edgy and stuff which is still cool but like um you know like one of the people that come to mind before he got deleted for I don't know he had some some weird drama or something was like Warbear I don't know if you followed him oh man exactly
2: who I knew you were going to mention him. Yeah. yeah,
0: his his stuff was like I would share his one of his videos and I'd get a barrage of of comments from people that follow the page saying like why are you sharing his stuff he's an asshole yada 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 like dude definitely had some views that I didn't agree yeah. with but like <laughs> was- he would also share something that was like the video he made where he was like shooting the atf agent or something like that or i forget what it was but <laughs> it was something where he he murked an atf agent and i was like holy shit like like i can't believe this video is on here and it's still i can't show a pic i can't show a picture of a gun in the background or i lose my my advertising status but it was uh yeah, he, yeah he,
3: he, they yeah. came for him eventually
0: yeah yeah well i but i've I think... never gotten that vibe from you at all like if anything i think your shit's wholesome like it's it's just I know. it's just comedy I, and that like
2: do good i've I know. I've I've been trying. I'm mean, tried to make it as wholesome as possible. Like Do you family friendly. I swear, I swear. But but I but I I try not to like say offensive things. You know, like I, yeah. I, I And to some people, just talking it. about three D printed guns might be offensive. Yeah, to. of course. Clearly, YouTube. But but the funny thing is, like I was just at that machine gun shoot yesterday, and this kid and his dad and his dad had seen me at another event that I was at, so he knew my face because I didn't have the mask on at the time. And he and I can I'm talking with someone, but I can see over his over their shoulder this guy this dad saying to his son like hey you see that guy over there like that's print shoot repeat and the kid's face just lit up and he and he got so excited and, oh and he that's was so like, cute. like awesome tw- he's probably like i don't know 11 12 years old and uh you know he's a, obviously from a pro gun family his dad's at a machine gun shoot and he's like out here shooting machine guns and shit but but like he came up to me and he was just like hey man like i'm a big fan like can i get a photo of you like with my with the mp5 doing the slap and i was like yeah of course So it's like my goal is to be like i want this to be an accessible place like an accessible channel there's obviously a role for people like warbear and his antics and i and i was very heavily in- entertained as well by his oh my channel. god yeah and like yes there was moments when i was like haha that's hilarious like that's wild. And then there's moments where, and, and I like, that's funny. And then yeah, there's sometimes moments where the, I was like, the why am I following? Yeah. I can't follow him. <laughs> yeah, I, can't I can't be seen him. with you. Like, but then it, there was so many of those both sides. that I was just like, you know what? Um, he's just, dis- he's a disruptor and I don't agree with everything he s- says or does, but like, I I I like that he's making me like have a, a, a he's like provoking quite a, an emotional response. Yeah, and I like, pro- and I like provo- that as, as yeah, just art in general should do that. You know, yeah. But but like as far as my content goes, like I'm really just trying to be, you know. And, and as far as gun channels go, like I guess on the broad spectrum of the internet, like it's like and and, and YouTube in general, like it's my content's like kind of spicy it's just about 3d printed guns but like but but it's only spicy in that context right Spicy for what you're white doing people. is not
3: educational <laughs> it's it's entertaining and it's fun yeah. you yeah. know it really shouldn't be it's really uncontroversial in my in my opinion but that is a controversial take still
0: to or, some yeah. people
2: <laughs> yeah i guess yeah. so exactly yeah yeah and, and guns I guns are for controversial gun people, and yeah i mean i think for gun people it's not. Con- I mean, for some gun people, they're like, "Well, aren't you afraid of getting raided?" And I'm just like, "Dude, I'm not doing anything illegal." I mean, I guess we're all as gun owners at this point, afraid of getting yeah, raided in some I context. am. Yeah, we're but all like, on a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, like looking at from the outside in, you know, I would hope that someone just like watch the HK slap and be like entertained, and if even if they hate guns, and I have get comments like that too on my channel, like I don't even like guns. Like I'm pretty anti-gun, but I enjoy your content, and like. that's honestly my goal is to like appeal to those people well it has very high production values well i appreciate that thank you i mean i yeah i I try to make it you know yeah i try to make it engaging and visually interesting and and exciting for, for people to watch and and yeah
0: hey there everybody we hope you're enjoying the episode if you do like what we're about and want to support us our patreon is a fantastic way to do so It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late-night recording sessions. Now, you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com/slash a better way to a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now that's all for that. Back to the show. We were we were talking about uh, Andrew made this funny promo for the podcast that I we have a like a signal chat and we voice message back and forth to each other and uh i don't remember what the whole thing was but i was drunk at a bar and i was just message uh, like i just sent them this wholesome yeah chat. while like, he was peeing i was in the urinal i was like i'm resting my phone in the urinal right now like it was gross and fucking <laughs> like you could hear me pissing <laughs> in the background yeah. and um well, so I, yeah so i was I like i just you, want to say man problem. i'm really <laughs> happy we're doing this and like i wouldn't want to do it with anybody else and it was like just it was wholesome from like a drunken jordan's standpoint and i and you he posted like or he put like music behind it and i don't know was that a response to something you said and you put that before it or yeah yeah there was there was
3: a back and forth like you sent a message or i sent a message you sent a message and then i got a message i sent a message back and then i I just put all those together to music uh yeah and and then it's just sort of a proof of concept i i set it to a looping video of my cat licking my hair while I was asleep on the couch. <laughs> We're talking um, about
0: high production values and, like, <laughs> this signal recording to do a video with him it, him getting his head licked by a cat. And I, I I, was thinking about that because I was laughing. We're like, oh, we still haven't released that. And I keep thinking, like, from a professional do standpoint... want like, to do that? Like, keep, is that keep, even a good idea? <laughs> I'm like, what fucking direction? Like, I, I try to... I, th- I go through these phases where I'm like, my posts should be more, uh, like consistent you know on Instagram like they should all have the same kind of look to them and the same kind of feel and then I'll and they just don't like something will come up I'll post a meme and like uh, like I'll make a meme or and like an article come up and I'll 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 write my own blurb on the article and there's not really like a theme to it and then then and so it's clearly not at that level of professionalism that your stuff is so then I'll think like yeah we could totally release a video of me drunk pissing like like Audio and, and be totally fine. Nobody would be surprised. And I'm and part of me is like, how many steps back would that take? <laughs>
1: don't do this,
2: Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, na- navigating the the social media space can be a can be a like as far as just what to post and, and when to post it or, or or what to talk about can be can definitely be a challenging thing. I have never gotten into TikTok, but the primary reason is. They don't well, do any gun stuff. Yeah, Actually, you can't but, do any gun stuff. So I, I've, and me being 3D printed gun, it's funny because like my, some of my videos have been reposted there and gotten like millions of views, which is hilarious. Yeah, but uh, you're not allowed awesome. to to get any benefit mm-hmm. from that. No, I'm not allowed to get any benefit from them. Just some random account uh, that's reposting a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We but at least vi- it gets, Sorry. it gets viewed. So in the end, so, so somebody
3: might be like, who's this guy slapping guns?
2: Exactly, and then find you,
3: yeah, I can definitely
2: yeah. see
0: that video getting reposted a bunch of times. seen what the h k slap video
2: Oh yeah, thank you thank that you. was I, I, oh the magical. song
0: oh, my favorite one to date is th- this is not a machine gun, like with when you've got the, the little dangler on there and the honey mustard uh just like holder on there, and uh yeah, have the song about it not being a machine gun is fantastic.
2: Thanks. Yeah, I had to I had to delete that one off YouTube too. I'm not surprised. Um oh, Yeah. You're that one sho- you it showed the it uppers. YouTube, this is
0: not a machine gun.
2: Yeah, right. It showed it showed uh the it showed the lowers opened with the with the triggers in the each uh, lower. And so I was like that okay. they're going to think that's instructional. So Yeah. And it's yeah. disassembled, so automatic uh ban. So I had to take that down, but that's shame. I'm going to so my plan is to eventually um, release a mixtape of all the songs that I've made because I've made a, almost enough to like make an EP basically. Oh uh, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> that would be so. awesome. Charge money for it, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you, the HK slap is on Spotify, and I do get that's so I good. I Get royalty. I've, it's almost at two hundred thousand streams, which is pretty I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna start that's listening awesome. to that
3: every day and help you out.
2: Well, thank you, Andrew. Is that
3: like
0: fairly prolific? Like I, I've heard mixed things about putting music on Spotify from people and Apple iTunes. Like I, I, it sounds like you get paid very little from from having music on there unless
2: you have like albums. It, it definitely. If you the more songs that you can post, well look, look, I wouldn't be making any money if I didn't have a YouTube following and the YouTube video didn't have whatever four hundred thousand or three hundred fifty thousand views and people weren't sharing it and they got yeah. from the Royal Armories wasn't talking about it. And I all saw these that. people. Yeah, that was cool. That was so uh, cool. That was really neat. <laughs> that was like my... Some
0: guy made a song
2: about it. Yeah. And I, I mean, it would have been cool if he was like, yeah, this artist Print Shoot Repeat made a song about it. Go check out the YouTube video. But he yeah. was like, there's... You know, I'll take it. I'll take He's it. He's like anyway. some filthy American thinks guns are good. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, I mean, that guy is, is living the dream of a of a guy in the UK. He gets to play yeah. with uh, submachine guns and, uh, and uh, go... In his fighting. ivory
0: tower. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Those but, cops there don't even get to play with guns.
2: Yeah, um, I uh, I think the Spotify app Apple Music thing, it can be a lucrative thing. It just depends on how many, many like, streams you got
0: or anything. I don't want to like prod. Make,
2: no, make no, no, no. But but I mean it 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 um, you know for getting like two hundred thousand streams, um, it's it's not a it's not an insignificant amount, but it's not enough to to make a living off of. Um, if you're if you're if you got like. Millions of streams, it can be like it can be an income, but like you have to be making like you have to be getting god, like you could probably make off of monthly listeners and just like the amount of music you have up and depending on the streams, like you'd have to be doing like 500,000 to like a million monthly listeners to like really be like fully thriving. Like but I mean, there's some job. artists that are like that just have a, a bunch of uploaded songs and they add up, you know, but like you basically get a you get a payment every, you know, couple months of a certain amount and that just like is an a accru- that is an accrued um royalty statement and I mean if you are the producer, the sole producer and the sole artist, and you're doing everything yourself, then you definitely get more of the pie, you know, but there's as you you might know in the music industry, particularly like pop music and stuff, there's always like, you know, four or five producers on the song and they have to split the publishing with the songwriters and um and then there's the you know artists themselves who if they didn't write the song they actually don't get any of the publishing but there's the performer right. so they get the yeah. royalties other ways yeah
0: wow yeah so it's so it it sounds like it's uh it has to really like be your your jam for you to make a, a decent living off of that but it it's good that you've got all these other mediums and uh I don't listen to Spotify unfortunately but I'm definitely going to download that song and and listen to it uh, now that it's on there in its
3: entirety.
2: You have the right to pirate it. I, I give you the right. <laughs> you can YouTube to MP3, that, that sucker. Yeah.
3: I, I call it, um, and, and I'm dead serious when I say this, uh, I, I don't believe in piracy. I believe in uh, copyright reform activism. There
2: you go. That's a good way to put it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, because I, I sometimes occasionally will use a copyrighted uh, song in my videos. And it usually gets picked up by the YouTube algorithm. And they're like, you used a copyrighted song. This is not monetizable, but it's not a copyright strike. Um, so you can use the song. You just can't monetize it. And since my my videos, my, all my videos are demonetized anyway, sometimes I'll just throw in like a, a song that I like that is like, like, you know, on like the copyright is there. It's just the, the ad revenue doesn't go to me. Um, and then maybe the ad revenue goes to the artist. I hope, but like that would be. Since, yeah. Can you imagine Dude, like Whitney so- Houston's
0: <laughs> estate just like receiving a check and, and seeing like, that? Like, Jesus, well, we
2: get so much from this fucking 3D printing guy. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's kind of interesting. Is I used a a of all things, I used a Beyonce song on one of my videos. I used yeah, the Gold course. Member theme, the golden from the Austin Powers movie. Yes, yeah, that's a good doing one. The, I banger, spray painted this, this Glock, right? And I spray painted this 3D printed Glock gold because I had a gold slide for it and it was all gold and it was just absurd. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, I talked like I was gold member and stuff and I wore like an you Afro the wig. wig. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember this. Um, and I used the Beyonce song. And what was interesting is I downloaded it off YouTube off of some account that was not Beyonce and it wasn't the official video. But it was the song someone had uploaded and it had been up for like years, right? And so I downloaded, I ripped that and then I put it in my video and the video was up for like two weeks and then it got removed. The video got removed, but I wasn't given a strike. But it was removed because I uploaded it and it didn't get copyright like recognized for some reason. So when I uploaded it, all of the songs that I've used that have not been mine have gotten recognized unless it's some obscure song like doesn't exist on dsps or whatever like spotify and stuff but this one didn't get recognized in the algorithm and i was like wow interesting that beyonce song is not in the youtube like algorithm that's strange i didn't get a copyright notice weird um and so i didn't get one and then two weeks later video removed Just gone. gone and so that was like sixty thousand views so i had to re-upload it and then when you reupload it, no one watches that shit. So it's got like I don't know. It's sitting at like fifteen thousand views now. Ah, uh, oh, sad. But I, yeah. and then I included my. I'll go own. watch it for you. I edited it and then I put in a different song, um, oh, okay. which didn't hit as hard. But whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I still <laughs> love Beyonce. Yeah, it sucks, but it, I mean that. But at least I wasn't given a strike for that, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That would blow for a yeah, Beyonce cool. song. I mean, at all. But that would that would be it. that would hurt extra. Extra. I put po- I I
3: posted. Years ago, I posted it on my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, it's unlisted because it was just for for friends and family. Uh, a little memorial video for one of my dogs that died, and I put a music, some music on there from a obscure artist. And they fucking, they fucking monetized it, and they're like, the ad revenue goes. This you may see ads, and the revenue goes to the uh, the um, record company. Holy yeah. shit! Like, <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get much, but thanks yeah. for monetizing my dead dog. Yeah, oh, oh I mean God. that's
2: that's that's normal procedure. Um they're going to collect as much of that as they can and I think what what I got my video removed is cuz they couldn't collect on it cuz it uh, you, the algorithm didn't detect it for whatever reason and maybe it was the person that uploaded it to YouTube originally which the song I believe is still up um you know they somehow found a way around that getting it getting it recognized and that's the song that I used was the one that had been uploaded to YouTube. So it's all, you know. As per usual, a shit show
3: yeah completely uh un un what do you inconsistent
2: yeah, inconsistency is the name of the game at, at youtube h q whether they are trying or not so um
3: we, we talked a little bit earlier about um three d printing as a way to uh to do crimes um but re- reframing that a little bit uh a lot of people look at 3d printing guns as a, uh, a a way around gun control and i think that i think that this is another reason why a lot of these social media companies do not like this content that it's it's seen as a way to to circumvent gun control whether you think that that's like you know a heroic thing to do which it is or you know uh, like a like a deeply criminal and violent act um it really does sort of lend itself to 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 sharing information in in the way that you know we, we think of as like freedom of speech right totally um and expressing that freedom yeah uh, do, but d d is is that really what the medium is best for or is this sort of just sort of like a byproduct of technology kind of outpacing um laws and social norms You think that it's always going to be this way, or do you think this is just sort of like a little bit of friction that we're having?
2: It's a great question. I think it's a little bit of of both those things. So, it is an emerging technology over the past 30 years that has kind of come into the limelight that's now available for anyone, really, basically, with 160, 180 bucks. You can buy a 3D printer that's extremely capable of making things, right? Um, And that is a revolution in itself of just. You know, self-sustaining. Be able to design something on your computer and then have it be an object in your living room within a couple hours or whatever. And and let's say you know you had to you, you needed a part for your Toyota. It was just a small part, but like you can't find that anywhere else. Um, or at least if you all wanted to buy one, it would be three hundred dollars. The price of a 3D printer when you can design that and you know make that by yourself um, without any help, or if you can download it a file. That allows you to do that. That's disruptive, you know. Um, it's it's a it's being able to m- make things um, without depending on some big corporate entity to provide them to you um, is 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 a pretty inten- It's a pretty big advancement in technology. It's technology that's been around for a long time, actually. You know, like a thirty years or so. But it's now just kind of come into being really accessible for people for not a lot of money. And when how that applies to guns and just gun control, um, the ability to make things without having anyone tell you or any limits to it, really. I mean, there are limits to what you can make based on materials and stuff like that and the prices of different printers that print different materials. But when you can make a gun by yourself... Or design a gun like the like a functional gun so that's like the biggest like proof of this technology being very viable and very uh just it's it's here and there's nothing that you can do to stop that manufacturing of things right i mean it's a machine you need metal parts clearly um i mean you can talk about the liberator and stuff but that's not really a a realistic gun to be able to use in a self-defense situation. Right. But just from the combination of different parts and like for the example, for example, the FGC nine, which is a big, a big step forward in terms of 3d printed guns and the accessibility to 3d printed guns. It's like a, it's a self-defense PDW personal defense weapon. uh, And it, it requires no gun parts. You can make it all by yourself basically. And you can print everything and make everything and, you don't need any expensive tools. You can uh, you can uh, rifle the barrel using ECM rifling, electrochemical machining. Sure. So you can use electricity and the printed jig to do that. Um, how that applies to gun control is very is pretty obvious. You know, people can't stop that from happening now, wherever they are in the world. If someone has access to the internet and can download the files and they have a 3D printer, and they have basic tools, they can make a a firearm, whether it's in Australia or Myanmar or uh, London or, you know, the UK or in Texas. People can do that, right? Uh, So that obviously ruffles people's feathers who want gun control. And I don't think people fully understand that the Pandora, Pandora... I don't think people fully understand that Pandora's box has been opened and it's not closing. And it's really hard for people to accept that. I think that don't want there to be right accessibility to, to guns in general, and especially yeah. for people to be able to make their own guns. But I do think it applies to not just guns, but like from a greater perspective, just things being able to make things. I don't think the company that makes the handles, uh, you know, the company that makes the handles for the stove uh, on, you know, on my stove wants me to be able to print my own. <laughs> yeah, want, exactly. They definitely Probably want, not. Th- they they want, want to- you
3: to go to the fucking uh, service website, pay $60 shipping on a fucking $10 part that cost them 25 cents to cast.
2: Exactly. and Which
3: it- I get. I understand. You know, it's like economies of scale. They're making small amounts of these parts and they have to ship them from, you know, across the ocean. It's going to be expensive. But, like, that doesn't mean that you get to, like, fucking lobby my legislatures to make to send me to prison if I try to print it myself. Yes,
2: exactly. And it's also now you're, like, we're entering this phase of of things being a lot less reliable, in my opinion, in terms of just objects and and things that are made, products that are made. It's, like, they're not made to last, unfortunately, a lot of products. And we're entering this phase, too, of, like not really owning anything you know you just rent everything and I mean that applies to software but it also applies to other things too um, that are physical and we are I think you know the 3D printing is a threat to all of that so yeah. I think especially like yeah.
3: objects get less durable printing printed objects get more durable at some point they're going to meet
2: yeah and I what I see is eventually these big corporations becoming involved in this space and saying well we're not going to be able to stop people from making these parts like we should design parts that you that they can download and charge for them or we yeah. should have a we should have a hand license in them making yeah or we should have a hand in, in in making 3d printers so that at least people are buying our 3d printers to to replace par- parts for our stuff or um, or you know, it. I mean, in the very dark dystopia, like making it illegal to make this stuff. Um, I mean, that would be. I mean, you're not going to stop people from making. The shit. The government, just like, the U.S.
0: government, just three uh, D printed its first official part. It, it has an NSN number and everything for it, for the military. It's it's a plumbing gasket. It's not oh, yeah. interesting at all. It's it's not a gasket. It's like a uh, like a ring um, that that slides around a pipe or something like that um yeah yeah it has an yeah, NSN like, number like when you're
3: putting together your p-trap something
0: yeah yeah um but it has an nsn number like military serp, like like a military piece of equipment and it's it's official like the the government of uh, the united states of america is on board with 3d printing it is not going anywhere
2: yeah definitely true and as our technologies advance like there's printers are, you know, just like how the first DVD player was like $60,000 or some crazy amount, you know, whatever, like the very first one, maybe not was 60,000, but it was like way, it was a lot, it was a lot of money, right? Just the same thing with 3D printers. Now, the ones that do SLS printing are like, you know, anywhere between 20,000 and like, you know, some of them are crazy, like what's eight, SLS? Five. So SLS printing is uh, it's like a laser sintering method where instead Ooh, of yeah. stacking the laser the layers and squirting them out of basically a hot glue gun that's just moving with code, it's doing something similar but with this powder. And I don't know exactly how it fully works, but it's like sintering, burning the powder layers instead of extruding them through a a. And it makes it's instead of extruding right. them through a like a hot nozzle. It's it's burning them using lasers. Yeah, and it
3: comes out of a cold nozzle, and once it's in place, it is laser. It is melted with a laser. It, you, you guys know about MIM parts, right? Metal injection no. molding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, you can kind of imagine that kind of process, but instead of in a mold, it's just out in open air, and it's just done on the fly instead of all at once.
2: Yeah, and that, and there's metals, but there's also like nylons, which those those yeah. SLS printers are not as expensive, relatively speaking. They're still like twenty, thirty grand. But I think if we can do that, if we can figure out a way to do that safely in a house, you know, in like a consumer level, that those parts are really, really durable, and and like a nylon. Yeah, 11, they built
3: a whole gun from laser centering. Uh, uh, Cabot did
2: like years ago. That was the 1911, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That and that was, a metal these one. are the guys that build build fucking $40,000 1911s out of meteorite steel, you know what I mean? Like so yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of yeah. that's the kind of price range that they were looking at. So it, cost it, 100, it a 100000
2: dollars to build that. That's what I've, I I I uh, yeah, come to Jesus understand. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it yeah. was
3: intense. But they but they did it as a proof of concept because they, you know, they had the cash and they they wanted the clout to be the first ones to do it. But but the you know, point being that was like that was like 10 years ago that they were able to do that.
2: Yeah, and so as we go forward in time, technology is going to become more and more accessible, more and more inexpensive for people to, uh, you know, to, to print their own stuff that's more durable, as we're seeing now. You can extrude through just a normal 3D printer. You just, with a little bit hotter nozzle, a little bit more sight difference and changes, you can 3D print nylon, and it's much more durable, if done correctly, that's sick. than the PLA stuff. So the, the sintered nylon, though, is like super super durable and those are basically just as good as a standard um injection molded frame let's say for a glocker for example right there's night vision parts that there's like a pvs-14 j-arm um type device that's uh it's called the px-14 from um what what is the name of the company i forget the name of the company um they night fighters i think is what it's called that holds a pvs-14 does a better job in my opinion than like the really expensive wilcox one but it's made using laser-centered parts from uh, we were, nylon.
3: We were just talking about this, Jordan, with another guest. We're talking about three D printed uh, night vision housings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and That's how a full it's thing.
0: not. It is, but uh, she was making a good point that like you can't nitrogen purge things like that, and they're not as durable, obviously. And and you want the shell of something that is protecting like the important yeah. innards to be durable, more more durable than like right. Then you want but, it but to be you... affordable.
3: But you expect that it'll it'll get there eventually yeah right? it's going like to get this. better one hundred percent
2: totally yeah. i mean i have um i mean well there's the there's s l s printed nod housings that are being sold now for i don't know if you've heard of the um nocturne industries katana yeah um that that's s l s printed and out of nylon and I'm sure you know it's it that's basically the nylon s l s printed stuff is basically just as good as any kind of injection molded parts right it's just, um, the PLA stuff, like I'm in the middle of actually building a 3D printed housing, um, monocle that, or monocular that uses, um, it uses normal, it uses real image intensifier tubes. Um, so it's really? not a complete, yeah. So it's not a complete DIY, um, like make your own in- image intensifier tube. Cause that's impossible. Well, it's impossible to do at your house, ha- in your ha- home, well, yeah. um, you you can there it, there are digital night vision um both uh monocles and binoc- binoculars that are out there right now but they use like fpv drone cameras that are like really sensitive to light and those are cool i actually have one right now that i'm going to do a review on um, this guy d- designed it it's called the pvs69 um, <laughs> nice and, yeah and uh the the um the one that's really exciting to me though is this one that uses a printed housing just out of normal PLA or PLA plus, and it uses a real image intensifier tube. A, uh, I believe it's a ten. Uh, it's just like whatever gets used in a PVS14. It's a 10160, I think. Yeah, 10160 image intensifier tube, and it is. You can use Gen 3. Um, I have a Gen 2 plus Russian tube that I bought for like about a thousand bucks, and. It's obviously not cheap, but nothing in night vision is cheap, as I'm sure both of you are aware. Yeah. But, but getting a real image intensifier tube and, and using a 3D printed housing, basically you can do the build for like under 1200 bucks and have a, wow. you know, a capable night vision device for under 1200 bucks. which, you know, obviously, I mean, you can find Gen 3 and in image intensifiers on eBay for about 1000 bucks. So yeah. you can technically do a Gen 3 for like under 1500 bucks, which you can't just buy that. So that's kind of cool.
0: Well, and let's face it, durability isn't, like, the number one priority for everyone rocking nods. Like, some people, are if you're using it for, like, a practical, um, like, a, a more... There are so many practical applications for night vision that don't include hunting your neighbors.
1: Totally.
3: <laughs> and, well, and, and also, if you're training, right, like, it may behoove you not to, the first time you put night vision on, have it be, like, the most expensive thing that you can afford, Right. Like, maybe sometimes you want to get used to it with something that, that you're okay with, like, dropping or, or you know, scratching up.
0: Not that totally. I'd be okay with dropping a $1,200 pair of, of MDTs. Yeah, right. Still, yeah, <laughs> more, I know what you yeah. mean. Better than four grand or whatever. It, yeah. But yeah, if you
2: made exactly. it and you could replace the housing just yeah. with another printed one or whatever, yep. um, then, you know, you might be more okay with that. And, yeah, I think... You know, night vision is one of those things where I didn't really think about it for a long time because I just was like, "That's not in my price range." Yeah. And then, you know, and then, or I was just putting. Then you started
3: making that YouTube money.
2: Then I started making YouTube (laughs) money, and then and and then yeah, well then I had companies just send me nods, which is that's the ideal situation. I wish somebody sent me nods. Yeah. So AGM, shouts out to uh, AGM Global Vision for sending me a set of binos. That's um, sick. Not free of charge. I, I yeah, well, yeah. I, I have to make some content, so that's my my exchange. But that's there. really like yeah. the
0: the dream right there, though, because you enjoy making content, and and you're getting stuff to do it, and you're going to Which make ad money anyway. Well, hopefully, hopefully. And well,
2: I won't make ad money, money, but but I I make sponsor money. So that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I, yeah, exactly. Accounts. That is the dream, and that's why I'm so uh, being. Have to be very careful over the next three months not to uh, yeah. piss some liberal uh, off that's watching my content at YouTube. So, yeah, if you're listening to YouTube, I'm really trying. He's really <laughs> trying.
3: I believe him.
0: I hope somebody from YouTube actually listens to this podcast and they hear the the earnestness in your voice, the earnesty,
2: earnestness, earnestness. Yeah, that's correct. I think
0: I feel like earnesty would be a really good way to use that word because Arnesty. it sounds like it's like honesty but
2: honesty anyway. and earnesty i know right? yeah the english language somebody with kind of an of accent fucked. would fuck it up and not, not
0: i'm earnestish. It, but... <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh man uh, what it,
3: yeah. what what are your politics if you don't mind talking about that like do you have like um like a place where where you're kind of like settled into or is it are you like us where it's just sort of like completely
2: politically homeless <laughs> i feel politi- i feel pretty politically homeless i i i definitely have like um my both of my parents very much on the on the left side of things and i grew up with that that you know way of thinking and whatnot and i that's changed a fair amount but i but i don't wouldn't say that i'm like I a l like a leftist or or a right on the right, I think there's there's things where I'm like a, that I'm against certain things on the left, and I'm there's things on the right that I'm certain against. I'm against things on the right that doesn't give a great uh, picture. It Doesn't paint a great picture. No, that's a no, actually that's like, very clear. That's, that sounds like YouTube clear. terms
0: and conditions. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's one thing that I can say I fucking hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I that's that's kind of like what I, in in. We understand you that have being to be real. a public figure that you have to like, yeah. to a certain, to a certain extent, protect
3: yourself. Like, you know, if if anytime you take a hard stand on something, people will come after you. Somebody for it. will fucking hate you. Like,
0: someone's gonna hate you. Yeah, dude, we get someone's we gonna get,
2: hate me. Yeah, yeah. Because regardless,
0: I said, you you're already in the gun community, so people hate you. Yeah, but, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, it's, I, it's I either laugh. you're not you're you're too right or too left or you're not left or right enough in whatever space you are if you're open-minded you're
0: and nuanced then you're a centrist and a pussy and it's like you, if you if you think nice gay people have squid. rights
2: like why are you
3: working against our interests or something
0: yeah yeah we uh yeah. we have a friend of ours uh like a mutual friend of the, of the page and podcast that we're going to who's going to be
3: with. on the show goddammit eventually
0: eventually shared one of our uh one of our posts about like a fundraiser we're doing um, and it's just this really cool, like retro wave design. It says, you can sit with us. It's got like, uh, like a, like I a saw that. cyberpunk type. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's got a very popular page. He's got like, I don't know, 40, 40 or 50,000 followers or something like that. I could yeah, be yeah. selling I'm short. I don't know, but got like a bunch of hate for it. People saying, well,
3: like, well, he got one guy in particular responded with just sort of, you know, the like, Hmm, the Hmm emoji. And the guy, and so he responded back. He was just like, you know, yeah, I think gay people have rights. I think, I think, uh, he was know. like,
0: I think everybody should be able to own a gun or something like that. And he's like, even the gays and their agenda or something like that. Oh and yeah,
3: that's what I was...
0: they were like. Yeah, but they're promoting pedophilia. And, and he was like, statistically speaking, straight people are pedophiles more often than gay people. So like, should we just ban families? And the guy shut up. And it was just, <laughs> it, but it's just dumb that people feel like they have to say things like that when you take a hard stance on something, which. I I never thought inclusivity was a hard stance. I literally thought that was right. the most general stance, saying like gatekeeping is a harder stance than being inclusive, but uh I don't know. It's that's why. Yeah. It's wild. yeah man. So, I
2: mean, I will definitely say Your, your answer is good. 100%. <laughs> well, yeah, and and to to like be a little bit more specific like when it comes to the context of firearms, just I believe everyone should be able to defend themselves whether they're you know, whatever political belief or whatever, you know, um Yeah. gender they identify as or Whatever race and creed and religion, like I believe everyone has the right to own a firearm and defend themselves and we already
0: knew you were based, that's, but that's the
3: common thread with everyone that I like.
2: I yeah. mean, it's it's seems like sh should be like pretty uniformly accepted belief, but um obviously it's not. And it's like there's always but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean you wouldn't
3: believe the, so it's, like, not only are we dealing with the, the fucking gun grabbers on the left, but then it's, like, you get the the, the traditionalists on the right, you know, Uh it's just, like, God, <laughs> anywhere Doesn't you Doesn't it stand, suck that the
0: word traditionalist and tradition, traditional has been co-opted by fucking racists out. and bigots and shit? Like, yeah. there's certain things, that, like, traditional things that I think are fucking legit, like, I don't know, holding the door open for women and, like... Uh, like, I stand, like, if if my wife... Hey, buddy, leaves, I hold
3: the door open for everybody.
0: Bro, uh, yeah, literally everybody. That's what I mean, though. But, like, you could be called something for, for like, do, you know, I don't know. There, being polite is traditional, I would say. Like, like ra- like being raised with yeah. manners, I would say, is traditional. What are you, a nerd? Yeah,
3: I don't know. <laughs> you want to be
2: polite no, totally. to people? No, uh, totally. I, I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, I think that there's certain terms that have been co-opted by
0: some... Standing when you shake in, somebody's hand. You know, uh, Something that I never thought I'd have groups. an opinion on.
2: Holding the door open, I know, right? And then yeah. there's some people that would be like, wait, you hold the door open for people like that's ableist or so, or, or whatever. Or that's yeah. that's like, or you're like, yeah, I don't know, not even ableist. It's like, but I mean, like, what do you, you think? Know, I, you think I need the door held open for me? Yeah, right. me? yeah, but I mean, like, the standing
0: when shaking your hand, somebody's hand type thing, something I never thought I would ever have to contend with until I went to go shake somebody's hand and they did it from the seating position. I was like, are you handicapped? Because if that, so that's okay, but like, what? I'm sorry. Like, it's
3: like, now you're making me look bad because I stood up.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I was yeah. already standing. But uh, yeah, I don't. know. Oh yeah. Yeah. One thing that my yeah. wife makes fun of me is is taking your hat off when you go inside somebody's home or like indoors. It's something that irks the you don't you just you me. don't need the hat. You don't. That's need my, the hat. I I my hat. I take my hat off
3: because once I'm inside, I don't need a hat. I went to IFF
0: convention, dude, and for 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 work for for our union and there was this dude in the front row with the biggest fucking cowboy hat i've ever seen
1: (laughs) the
3: stetson (laughs) is an outdoor i was like you don't wear it inside
0: dude it was like a um oh my god who's the mexican mouse from looney tunes speedy gonzalez yeah dude it was like a speedy gonzalez hat like like that's a sombrero dude that's not a that's not a cowboy i'm saying size wise Size oh, wise. okay. So it was like compared to Speedy Gonzalez's head, it was massive. And oh compared my to this dude's entire body, it was fucking massive. There's no I'll reason. I'll also to-
3: say, I just want to take this, this chance to plug the sombrero. It's not a fucking meme, it's not a prop. It's a real hat. It's very useful when gardening.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the coverage there, the, the percentage yeah. of, of neck slash shoulder coverage is, is very high. Also, yeah. it's an extremely versatile and useful hat. What's the over and under on uh, on that guy being bald, though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like wearing it because he feels uncomfortable. No, going seriously, out in without it, that's a the thing, vast right?
3: majority of indoor hat wearers that I have met. Uh, the first time I saw them without a hat, I'm like, oh, there's no hair. <laughs> <laughs> though that's a like, thing. I get it's... it now. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I get it, and you know I'm getting. You can see on probably on the on the camera. You know I'm I'm getting yeah. there. I've got I've got. Yeah, it have been fucking boldness. with the it's contrast
0: coming. of your camera the entire episode.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah. When the sunlight bleeds off of my <laughs> <laughs> the the skin between my hairs.
0: Maybe we gotta stop emasculating men for losing their hair, and and guys will be no, no, be stronger I, about not wearing hats indoors. That's how I get people I, to take never, their fucking I hats off. I never emasculate. No, build I, up I, bald people, balding
3: people. Balding, balding is fine. I'm gonna be bald at some it's point, normal. you know. Shit happens. But you know, don't don't be don't be an indoor hat wearer about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's times and places for uh, for hats. I'm not a big. I, I just haven't. I don't wear a lot of hats, but. Well yeah.
3: technically the balaclava is a hat and a mask.
2: That's true. So I guess I Best do that. Best of wear both of worlds. Hats.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're really combining everything. all of the functionality to keep the the cancer creating sun off of your face.
0: This is yeah. really funny cuz this is clearly the part of the episode where we go completely off the rails and this is most likely where we're going to pull like a little screen grab from for the intro. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we like to we like to tease people with the uh, the the little um, what do you call it the, the the little teaser at the beginning of the episode and thinking Anyhow, that's going to be what it. the content's about but you know now it's just the uh, it's just when we lose our minds after two hours
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was listening to to the podcast uh, on my way here just to to get a little another little update oh my gosh, I listened to the one you did with Seaburn with Nathan and and C-Burn art and then neat um with what. No he's he said oh, neat Nate, <laughs> Nate, Nate. Oh, actually he said neat, but but his name is Nathan, Nate. Uh, I was like, <laughs> no, I was, like was, was it was was... someone else. Neat? No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh no, but I, I uh <laughs> fucking guilty. Yeah, man. I'm familiar with the with the uh, the co- the the way it's structured. So, I if I was I've been wondering which which is going to be the the snippet at the beginning. But maybe. Yeah, you never know, man. We'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see.
3: I we also usually don't know until like the night before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in charge of the editing and and like the posting of it and everything and just because my life is generally chaotic without anything going on, it's it's literally like me at three o'clock in the afternoon writing to Andrew like, hey, dude, I just uploaded the uh, rough draft to the cloud. Uh, you have exactly one hour to listen to the two hour episode and get back to me with all feedback. And he's like, I'm working.
3: Like, like yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna
2: do that. But yeah, well, editing, yeah,
1: uh,
2: editing's a, a process. I kn- I know about that.
0: It is. I I try to like when I'm when I'm watching my kid sit like when she's sleeping, sit and listen to some episodes or do it like when I'm mowing the lawn. But the problem is like now I'm no longer mowing the lawn because it's getting close to winter and it takes me two and a half hours to mow the lawn. when I'm doing that because I'm constantly whipping my phone out and taking notes of like what I need to do for edits. So (laughs) It's not conducive. Imagine that from your wife's
3: perspective. You're supposed to be mowing the lawn. She looks out and just sees you sitting there stationary on your phone.
0: It's definitely happened before. Like, we have security cameras, and I've watched... I've done things on camera where I've known that I've looked absolutely absurd and gone back to the camera and, like, reviewed it because it was ridiculous.
2: Oh, I know about that.
0: I I was using my mower to pick up leaves, and... I the 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 tube got clogged, so I took off the bagger, like the tube. I sound bougie as fuck like when I talk about this <laughs> stuff, but like it's it's it was second hand. And Andrew's yelled at me for having to qualify that before, but um
3: Oh it's something I do too. It's like, oh I, I got it on sale.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't
3: t- pay full price. I probably didn't.
0: I took the tube off um to blow out like the clog and you blow the tubes did, out here? Yeah, it it blew out the clog and so I had a pile of leaves essentially all around me and I went to go drive away from it, but I didn't want to put the tube back on. So when I drove forward, I drove over the leaves and it blew it essentially into my fucking face <laughs> because it was in, it was just like aerosolized leaves into the air. And then I reversed out of a panic because I was covered in shit and I drove over the leaf pile behind me and it did it again. <laughs>
3: Oh man! Blinded by leaf matter.
0: It was in my eyes. Like it was. I had contacts in. I could not fucking see. Like it was. (laughs) I was absolutely. At the first time was funny, and then the second time it was like I felt like I was being waterboarded by by like flora.
3: (laughs) This is a new torture technique that we've
2: unlocked. One of the things I wish we could do uh, at the end of our lives, like when we're at least uh, still coherent, is go back throughout. All of our our moments in life, and like look at them as like a blooper reel, like the most funny parts. Oh you know? my god! Wouldn't that be great? Maybe we will by the time we we pass, but and it would be you know fun, if you go to point. hell, you just get the cringe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh you just god. get the cringe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you could choose maybe, and then yeah, you could decide not to look at the cringe moments. Fuck religion. Yeah. That would
0: be enough to get me yeah. to believe in God. <laughs> I'm like,
3: yeah, if can't... you don't repent, we're gonna make you Remind look at all the shit that makes you uncomfortable that... your entire life. Yeah.
0: Remember that conversation that you talked about in your head for 24 fucking hours we're going to make you relive, relive that for eternity so repent and give money to your church
2: There you go that's all the convincing I'd need to join Yeah
0: Oh yeah. man um <laughs> well like like I said this is the uh this is this is about the time Andrew's bringing his dog out so clearly we've reached the point where uh we're oh, She's we're-
3: she's barking at something outside <laughs> I just wanted to give her a little bit of attention.
0: Um, We, Andrew, did we touch on the gun control topic yet? Yeah, we talked about gun control. Well, uh, like briefly, I don't know if we, we, yeah, okay. What do you, you ask a question. You got, you got questions. Well, just it's the question that it. you don't have crossed out.
3: Fuck gun control. Yeah, I, I crossed it out.
0: Okay. Fuck gun oh, control. Oh, you crossed out the one that we talked about.
3: No, I didn't. I'm actually looking at it and I didn't cross it out, sorry.
0: Okay because i remember us anyway yeah sorry this this is this is uh.
1: it's right. edit this out Great edit though. this out it's, it's right. going
0: to be edited out don't worry um I I wrote to you on Instagram. I was like, dude, I forgot to ask you, but do you have a time constraint? And I was like, I don't think he's going to get this. He's actively talking to us right now. <laughs> there's no oh. but there's no way to like put this in here. And no, I I appreciate that. I appreciate it not being like active 2 minutes ago, like when I like signed on to send
2: you a message. Oh yeah. An yeah, hour yeah. into the
0: podcast, but
2: well, I noticed it it made a little noise, so I put it on silent for us.
0: Do you have notifications enabled for your Instagram? No. Oh my god! I was gonna say that's that's got to be horrible.
2: Certain ones are like DMs from people that I know. Can or you that do I that? Follow. Like from
0: your friends group, like close friends. I, don't,
2: I think so, or I don't know actually if I do. Actually, I don't think I have any notifications from from Print Shoot Repeat. I have other Instagram accounts. Gotcha. But like no, none from Print Shoot Repeat that that get notified. Um, yeah, that would be too much. If I got a like notification my battery would be yeah if, if i got no. a like notification bro my battery would be totally smoked in <laughs> one hour that's how cool i am yeah i
0: have all the friends yeah that's awesome
2: but um yeah, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we have i feel like this is as good a time as any because i feel like we've we've naturally run out of questions here oh wait a sec hold on we have do
2: you have like Do you have a couple Yes minutes or Yes user questions No I don't have a place to be I, I, I That's
0: actually what I was gonna ask before, and I was messaging Andrew. I was like, We should totally ask guests if they have a time cut off. Like I know we have that in our Calendly app, but I know we haven't used that with you. So um, yeah, we have user questions. Hold on one second. Oh sick. User, I don't know why I say user questions. It's...
3: Always say user, and then I say I'm like, no, not users, viewers. Yeah, like, you wait, no, you not sound viewers. Like, <laughs> uh,
2: you sound like head of Facebook right now?
3: Yeah. All right. So, what? What is? What is this guy's name? Peace. How? long did you to put use it? In the? It's on the next page. Just scroll down.
2: I know you guys are into surplus. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but you know what camo that is.
3: No, I don't. I can't.
0: I can't not,
2: tell
3: just from that. It's, it's not M83.
0: It's uh,
2: it's Irish DPM. Oh, hey. sick! Yeah, that's
0: that's, that's probably one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite camos. Yeah, it's, I have the an Irish smock DPM. Smock. fucking legit. Yeah.
2: It's sick. It's super dope. Oh yeah, and then love the right.
3: Flectarn Flectarn holster here. Oh, contemplate the Flectarn. Oh. Contemplate it. I love that. It's, Anyway, yeah, go ahead with
2: the the questions. Oh yeah.
3: Okay. So Peace Hell Montague's and the wants to know if you have tips for someone just getting into guns shooting. There's a lot of info and I feel a bit overwhelmed. And she wants this person wants to know what PSR thinks about that.
2: Good question. I would say For someone who's just getting into guns, I think there are a lot of there's a lot of information and you can get it from a lot of different places. I personally learned a lot. I learned a lot through friends, but I also learned a lot through YouTube. And, uh, when I was first kind of learning about like tactical, how to build a gun, how to build a gun. (laughs) Isn't that ironic? Don't go to YouTube (laughs) to to learn how to build a gun, uh, to get inspired about, Oh, you can get a lot of really valuable information on YouTube, but also other places too on the internet. Uh, But I think YouTube definitely, like, watching different videos, reviews of guns, becoming aware with certain terms, like, there's so many acronyms in the tactical space. Same with military space, you know, it's like, that's the whole thing, it's like acronyms. But, um, I mean, night vision. Jargon. I mean, for me, night vision, I'm just still learning about it, but I, when I, when I dive into a topic, whether it's related to guns or tactical stuff or not, like, I, I go really hard. Um. Like, same with like, uh, when I got into learning how to use synthesizers, like analog synthesizers and stuff, like, that's all I would watch on YouTube is like, for music. Me to use. Yeah, yeah, or, like how that to, that Yeah, how to make certain sounds like the way you want them to make or just get more control or, um, how to, you know, what's the difference between a triangle and a saw, uh, wave and whatnot. And then just learning all about that. And it's just like, it, YouTube is a really valuable tool for, like informational learning, you know, learning about yeah. information. Oh, yeah. And that's what's so sad to me is that, like, it's like I, I love YouTube. And then it's just What like it could the, be, the potential. What it could be, exactly. I mean, and then there's so many great, still so much great content and, that you can learn from YouTube, not just in the firearm space, but all sorts of spaces. amazing. Yeah. We um,
3: don't want to go back to having to pirate Magpul Dynamics DVDs, you know? Like, we want, <laughs> we want the
2: YouTube content. Exactly. Please. It's democratized the the ability to learn things um, to everyone really so without paying money so uh, that's what's great um and I would just say yeah get into it find some f- creators that you like on YouTube that you're willing to learn from or you know and and just explore I mean dive into it it, it can be very intimidating um, and and just not not knowing everything about a topic is totally okay it means you have a lot to absorb and should just be viewed as, like, learning anything, you know, I I made some really cringy guns to start. Like, I was, like, equipping my ARs with very cringy things to start, and, like, now I'm, like, I've learned a lot more about it, but I'm okay with the fact that it was cringy at the beginning, or I'm okay with how my pistol shooting stance was, like, totally whack or whatever. Like, you're gonna learn, and you're gonna soak it up, and don't be afraid to make mistakes, just like anything in life, you know?
3: That's the best advice for new shooters yeah. is don't don't worry about being cringe, man. Be we're we're post cringe, you know. This is totally. we're embracing earnestness,
2: no irony. And I also think it, it's yes. a, it's a responsibility for people that are longer have spent longer in this community to not shun those people away or like shame them, especially on the internet, because like there's so much of that, unfortunately. Like oh, like t- you're running Olight, light, like fucking poor, whatever the fuck it is, you know. Um, yeah. and it's just like we need to be more inclusive we need to be more inclusive of just people learning uh, and wanting like how is this going to grow how are we going to get more people into this community and enjoying firearms like responsibly if, if we're just like shaming everyone for whatever light yeah, choice it- or don't if the dick. only
3: acceptable light option is a fucking $350 mod light, then people are just going to quit. Just, no, I don't want to do this. You can't exactly. tell someone
0: who's a new shooter who has no concept of like quality gear versus cheap gear to spend $300 on a fucking flashlight because their only concept of a flashlight before they got into firearms was like a $5 ga- like flashlight from, from the dollar stations. store. They're <laughs> yeah, like, why do I need to spend $350 on a flashlight? It makes zero sense. So like, cl- listen, as somebody who had a... Uh, had a vertical front grip bipod uh
1: for, for a while for a <laughs> it's while the like, best
0: of both worlds dude <laughs> clearly it's it's just great at both um i like i i'm no stranger to cringe and there there's just, also just being in the military in that era where things like that were high speed that was like mm-hmm. that followed me out and i was like well this that's it, if it worked for me then it worked for me now and you know one point slings are are are, are lame and um yeah Yeah. there's a good good answer that's yeah
2: well and, and i think just to to wrap it up like i think that the amount of information can be really intimidating like like the the viewer listener said and um i think it's also like what context do you want to enjoy guns in you know do you want them to be self-defense like do you feel safe and you don't need one and you just want to use it for target practice, cause it's a sport for you. Like to me, that's totally okay. Like yeah. I believe, oh, yeah. you know, like if you, I mean, if you have literally zero worry about your safety on a day-to-day basis, like there's no reason you need a mod light or any light really. Like if you're completely not worried about it, like unless you're going I'm, to the range at night. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you go <laughs> to the range at night and want to learn how to shoot at night, like that's great. So it's also just depending on like what you want to get out of it. Cause there's so many different pieces of of the of the community to enjoy and like and not everything has to be like this is what I'm gonna run to save my life in a horrible apocalyptic situation or like the bump in the night and and I and those things are great like I sleep with a loaded gun next to my bed but like I not everyone needs to do that if they don't feel like they need to you know it's all just based on your own desire and what you want to get out of it and like I think that's different for everyone so
3: yeah, yeah. true facts man that's awesome all right Rizzy 937, uh, just to to really dampen the mood here, um, wants us to ask you, how do you feel about J. Stark being gone? Uh,
2: So, for those of you who don't know, uh, J. Stark was a, let's say, a a revolutionary creator um, and designer of the Fuck Gun Control 9mm Mark II. Which is the FGC nine Mark II, and I think Mark one he had a hand in as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So both iterations of the FGC uh, nine, and he very kind of suspiciously died of a um, heart attack, heart issue. I'm not, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what a cardiac arrest of some kind, and yeah. died. I, um,
3: I believe that he was um, being arrested, and he died of heart failure. Is the story.
2: So what what I know about the situation is that he got raided and um, they found nothing at his residence. So J Stark is in Europe, right? J Stark was in Germany doing this um, activities that were highly illegal and teaching people how to build guns and designing 3D printed guns. So that's some context to it. He um, was raided by the police in Germany. And they found nothing. And then the following day, he was in his car and he was found dead in his car. And the, oh, okay. the yeah. cause of death was cardiac arrest. But it was he was outside of his parents' house in his car um, is, is what the news piece said. I do know from my conversations with Jake at Popular Front who did the documentary called Plastic Defense about Jay Stark, um, he said that He was, he had a he had a heart condition, um, previously. So he knew that he was he he had a a risk of of health risks. So that that could very well be of what happened like to him, and he just it, it ended up maybe the stress of being raided, like you know, brought his heart to a place where he you know. Fluke, whatever. If it was a fluke, or if it was just part of his condition, um, that's what caused it. But, um, or people also believe that it was something that you know he he was he was killed and not, um, not dying of natural causes. Sort of an extrajudicial kind of uh, yeah, like police we're, we're stomping this out. And there's a possibility of both. But to answer the question, how do I feel about him being gone? Um, I mean it's, it's a very tragic and sad thing when anyone in the community that you're a part of that you admire uh, dies and dies early and young um and i think his impact on um the the community as just a figurehead and like a and, and a representation of the ideology behind 3d printed guns if you listen to what he's saying in the video in the in the documentary um the popular front one he's saying I believe everyone has the right to defend themselves. And yeah, yeah. I think that like people who are in tyrannical situations with government, you know, like Myanmar, for example, which he, I think.
3: Man, seeing, seeing the, the photos of the, of the rebels with the FGC nine, you know, I almost cried. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's beautiful that his, his legacy lives on like that. And it's such a vindication of his, of his ideological purity.
2: Yeah. and it, And it's a fascinating thing. When you think about the broad, I mean, he was in Europe, but like the, the broad majority of firearm, 3d printed firearm design happens here in the U S right. Cause it's something that we can do legally. So it's like, we are more or less uh, free. I mean, we are basically free depending on what state you live in, but more or less free to do that legally. And so we have all this luxury of being able to do it legally and, and, and the community is thriving off of everyone remixing and designing their new um, designs and the rest of the world is, are the ones that benefit from it in a way. Um, Also people could say, you know, are the opposite that we're corrupting the rest of the world or we're commit we're, you know, contributing to uh, violence and all that stuff. But I mean, the U S has, the U S has put uh, enough violence, I think to go around for many, many years. And we still do um, through just non 3d printed guns (laughs) for real guns. Uh, But that's a whole other topic but I think to get back to the original question I just think um, everyone except for a couple people I, and I hope that they I think they maybe feel differently but there's been some beef in in the in the community as with any kind of software open source communities um, you know on the internet there's like always competition and like there's competition within the 3d printed space and there's a couple groups that don't like each other and some things have been said um, which I think were taken out of maybe. Not necessarily out of context, but maybe were things that were said in an emotionally charged time. But for the group, most people really highly look at Jay Stark, including myself, as really a um, just a tremendously important figure in the in the fuck gun control scene and the three d printing scene and just saying we want people to be able to defend themselves. No matter what their belief, religion, race, sexual identity, gender identity, all of that stuff he believed in. So I, I'm I'm terribly saddened about him being gone. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we all we all are.
0: It's it sucks. Yeah. It was uh I think he's a you know, I, I, I remember in this these are completely different situations, but I but I remember um, you know when the Duncan Lemp thing happened uh, years ago, um, he kind of turned into a, like a bit of a martyr before, and I'm still not hundred percent sure like what all the details are. So this isn't any you know um, endorsement or or anything like that. But um, it was it was a similar thing that you know there were shady circumstances, um, things didn't really add up. And he became a symbol for like the boog movement at the time, um, which has now like turned into kind of a joke, but I mean, it never was anything other than a joke, but, um, I feel like someone like Jay Stark who had such a, people knew him before he died and people respected him and he contributed so much to the gun community and to the 3d printing community. And, um, I think for a lot of people like for me personally, see like him dying kind of hammered home like how much he was really doing for the gun community. Like not right. as a how in, much in, he like, had an intentional martyr, but like how much was at risk, you know, because whether it was nefarious or not how how he died, he still died uh very closely to to the time that he got raided because of the things that he was suspected of doing. Yeah. And, and and unlike probably...
3: Duncan Limp, you know he he comes he, he, like you said, like unlike Duncan Limp, he had a long history of involvement with the international uh, gun rights movement. But also unlike Duncan Limp, he didn't have a lot of questionable um, tendencies, and and he didn't have this like baggage, um, yeah. you know, from from this this like uh, kind of alt right associated political movement. He he was very ideologically pure, at least in his online persona totally yeah, yeah. And, well to be fair the Boog
0: movement wasn't all right at the time it was like the,
3: right right well that that's was what before i mean it was like, like associated yeah, yeah. yeah. you know um,
0: but yeah that's that's it's one of those things that you know i feel like you know we were talking about you having to deal with youtube and everything and, and hopefully that's that's as 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 much as you have to deal with and it and that gets better but you know in a country like germany where it's illegal to own guns never mind print them uh or the types of
3: guns that he was owning, and do um, they, do they have free speech in Germany? Like, do they have like like you know not like
2: protected we, do. we do. Speech no. you can't talk about Nazis right. in Germany. Definitely can't. <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
3: So and so and that's and that's essentially like as well as like gun rights. Um, you know the the three D printed gun movement to me is also a free speech movement because it's about sharing it's information. freedom of information. So totally. even before you print a gun, you have the information about how to print a gun. And yeah. so, if you're trying to control that, you're essentially trying to control what you're allowed to say and what you're allowed to express. Totally, and that's that's another.
2: Yeah, some countries make it illegal to even possess the files. Yeah, which
3: is so weird. Possessing the files, the precedent. What does that, that it even creates.
2: mean? It's a great question. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Like having They're them on the your computer. hard drive
3: is that possession having yeah. the knowledge of them in your brain, you know, like yeah. Yeah, it's the same, it's essentially it's the same thing.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of that Zoolander scene where like the files are the f- inside the
3: <laughs> Yes, <exactly. laughs> in the, Where'd all the files go? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you can't, if you can't draw the distinction between having a set of instructions on your hard drive and knowing how to do the thing by heart, then, you know, like you don't, you don't know what you're talking about,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah, and if you know, even if, when you know how to do it by heart, there's a chance your printer is just, you know, is not feeling great that day, or yeah. you know, there's so many different factors. It is an easy thing to do compared to like, you know, welding or something, but like, there, there's a lot more that goes into it than just hitting the print button. Um, and we aim to change that, but it's it's still not foolproof at all.
0: Yeah. Um. So to switch to a a more positive question uh my forehead is huge one wants to know how do you continue to be such a sweetheart <laughs> no. um you don't have to answer that you can keep it a trade secret if you no, want no i want to
3: know how how do you tell us right continue, now continue to be such a
0: how
2: sweetheart? do i uh well i i think um i think just uh i guess to say to answer it in a more serious sense I think just um, the ability to do what I love in life is like a big a big um, c- contribution to like being being loved and like uh, being loved and giving love out to the world. You know, they correlate, right? That's kind of awesome so, as hell. It's, yeah. So when, when you feel loved, you're more likely to be given love and I feel the love. So hopefully that's w- what contributes to my levels hell of yeah. sweetheartdom.
3: And I think that goes the other way, too, where, uh, you know, if if you are feeling unloved, you know, start at loving people unconditionally.
0: Likewise. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, And same person asks the question, speaking of showing the love. um, Oh, never mind. This is a different person. I'm sorry. Uh, But we'll say it as a two part question. My forehead is huge. says, what kind of videos are you going to produce now that YouTube is being lame? Um, and Gary Form- Formo Schneider asks, what's the best way to support you now that YouTube's doing what it's doing?
2: Great questions. Um, I feel like
0: they're linked. Yeah, totally.
2: Oh, yeah. Good, good questions. So what I'm going to be doing now, at least for this probationary period where I have two strikes and can get my channel removed. Um, you know, if some leftist YouTube moderator decides it, um, I am going to be it kind of kind of sits well with, like, I had just planned on doing night vision content because of these nods that got sent to me that I now have to make videos about, which, um, yeah, woe is me, I have to make content about these <laughs> night vision goggles that I got oh, sent. Ah, dang! Um, so it was a good timing on that regard, because, like, I'm going to be doing a little bit of, like, a kind of getting started in night vision kind of thing. There's a lot of content out there. I'm just going to try to do it in my own way, you know? And, uh, I think that's one of the things that I've kind of realized is that through a lot of people's feedback and support and supportive comments saying like, Hey, like you could, I could watch you eat a cheeseburger and I would enjoy it. Um, you know, (laughs) not that I'm going to necessarily eat cheeseburgers, (laughs) but I do have actually a Russian IRP ration that I'm going to actually try to do a review on, um, and, and do like an MRE review or something like that. too. That's awesome. Um, but like, I think I've just kind of realized that I I love 3D printing and, and I love 3D printing guns and I'm not going to stop that content, but in this period of time where YouTube's up my ass, um, I got to get a little bit more creative with what I put out and I think a lot of the reason why people watch is obviously the 3D printed projects are really cool and uh, I'm not in, in a, I'm not in the boat where I'm like, you know, I'm going to stop that, but like you know, given the situation, I think there's ways that I can kind of branch out a bit more and, um, you know, still have the same fun personality and goofiness, but just focus on things like night vision, doing reviews of certain, you know, gear. Um, and I have a collection of guns that I have never talked about or never like did videos on that aren't printed. And I think I'm going to do a little bit of that. And, um, I'm getting, you know, I got sent, uh, my first gun like a couple months ago and i'm gonna put that review out pretty soon hopefully youtube doesn't fuck with me on the real gun i don't know if <laughs> yeah, I have to say like right? i don't even want to say the word printed in it just i don't want to even say non-printed because like right. who the fuck knows yeah, what if like, the algorithm is gonna yeah if, I like, you, you better not talk about 3d printing anymore like but like and, and then say i the like word, was thinking like if i 3d print nods like are they gonna fucking cancel are they gonna fucking say that i'm like uh Violating the terms of service yeah. for three D printing yeah. odds, like it's like at this point, I just feel like after no, it's the so FGC9 fucking wild.
3: Video. Like it, it's like so yeah. Night vision is a is a product of a. This reminds me of this is tangential, but I'm a, it, it, there is a point. So I was watching a, a an interview. The guy that that runs uh, Mira Safety that 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 imports and manufactures uh, gas masks and equipment. He got the the CEO of that company. Or I think the owner of that company got on a on an interview right on the news um, sort of post January 6th and they were asking him questions like, how are you comfortable selling these products to civilians? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. Like, you know, these are safety products, you know, yes, there's a combat role for them, but also, you know, firefighters use these. Um, These are useful in the case of like, you know, radioactive fallout from an accident or like an atomic bomb. Um, These are useful just for like environmental contaminants, you know, you know, um, and, you know, and we're going through a pandemic. So like, that's another, you know, we sell virus filters and he's like, okay, but you know, how are you comfortable selling products of violence though? Like products that promote violence. And, and there was just such this disconnect where it's like what a the, the, he was trying to like make the case that there's a broad usage for his products. But the 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 news anchors were just so stuck on this idea of like gun guys getting gas masks as part of their 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 gear. Um, you know, and, and I I see the same thing with like night vision, right, where it's like, you know, this is a product that came from the military. And so people are so fixated on this idea that like night vision is like a is like an is like an uh, operator thing. You know, this is something that people who who kill people at night use. But there's no consideration for for the other things that you can do with night vision, you know? Not even talking about, like, hunting or predator control, but just, like, doing chill stuff at night with night vision. Just
1: seeing Dude, in the
2: dark hiking? is very Looking cool. Looking at the fucking stars, bro? Yeah, Holy we're just shit. talking about this Yeah,
1: with
0: <laughs> tactical it's girlfriend. It's the sick. coolest fucking thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's probably one of my goals, is too, is to illustrate that. I mean, it's a good thing. Good point, yeah. And, and that's kind of, like, my... Yeah, it might be part of the angle that I take. Obviously, it's a va- great tactical advantage to be able to see in the dark. But like, it's a yeah. great advantage in general too, just to be able to see in the dark. It's fucking yeah. sick, you know.
0: There's a reason they made Riddick.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> the eyes shine. Yeah,
3: um, um, one of the one of the weirdest retcons of all time, though, isn't it? That uh, in the in the first in the cry, if we can just go on this the, another tangent. Um, in the in the first movie, Pitch Black, it's like they talk about how he got like surgery, to in a prison. He got a prison surgeon to give him special eyeballs, and then in between the first movie and the Chronicles of Riddick, um, they released a game uh, where you play as Riddick in the prison. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, but they, they revealed in the movie, the second movie that he's actually like a, a special like race of people or whatever that can like see in the dark. And then in the game, they put in this like subplot where you go to the surgeon and he's like, how did you, how did you make my eyes like this? And the guy's like, I didn't do anything. It was inside you the whole time. <laughs>
2: yeah these ten thousand dollar <laughs> nods were actually inside you this yeah. whole time
0: yeah where'd you keep them yeah so. speaking of prison pockets um god it's i've never
3: i've never been able to complain about that to anybody in context of any conversation so i'm glad this that is still I so out of context Andrew. <laughs> no, <I> just... <laughs> this does not help at all i'm sorry i, to didn't, I you. did not like that they did that it confused and angered me
0: oh my god all right one more question um and then, and then we can we can cut you loose, man. Because taking up we're we're two and a half hours into this, and I'm sure you've got important things to do. Uh, that that not that this isn't you know top of your priorities list on a Sunday, but
2: that's my um, pleasure, man.
0: Oh, we're we're happy you're here, man. Ted SX wants to know what's your favorite thing to print
2: that's not Pew stuff. Hmm. Um. Well, my favorite thing to print that's not Pew stuff hmm you know what to be honest I haven't done a lot of non pew stuff but <laughs> I guess I would say at this point though it's probably the night vision um that i'm doing honestly i uh i just i finished the housing and I, I have to like uh get i'm almost all the tools i've got the image intensifier it's uh it's it's ready to go in i've got all the wiring this guy from um this guy that's from Europe is the one that designed it and uh if you want to check it out, it's onetapik.com. It's uh, O-N-E-T-A-P-I-K.com is the guy that, that makes it. And he sells the files, which I, I, you know, a lot of this stuff is about around FOSS, the free and open source community. That's like the whole thing about FOSSCAD. Um, But it's, this guy's selling his files and I have no problem with that. But um, yeah, I, uh, I'm most excited about that. I've printed like, Headphone holders and things like that, and little like doodads for my girlfriend, but outside of that, I I, I would have to say probably just yeah the, the the night vision is is something that's cool um that I like that I haven't it's not Pew related I guess it's sort of but not really
3: yeah well we were just talking about how you know it's not it's not necessarily correlated yeah. with
2: violence so yeah yeah it's not Pew exactly. related those machines of death yeah these night vision monoculars are machines of death. It's interesting though about the the interview thing because it's like that's what gun manufacturers face every day when whenever there's a mass shooting with their weapons. Like, yeah, oh, yeah how yeah. could you sell these this to the general public? You know, it's interesting because uh, I mean, with guns, it's a little bit more of a direct correlation, but with the gas mask, Jesus, so, gas mask yeah. is a
0: huge stretch. That's you can yeah. make the same argument about cars. Like, it's totally. Just,
2: well, he used that car to drive to the school to shoot the kids. Like, all right. Yeah. How could you guys go to France? Provide? Like, they literally ran over dozens of people. Like, that's, I mean, it's a thing that happened, actually, as terrorism. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, 100%. What do people think is going to happen when banned it, box it, they get rid of guns? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but, I'm super pumped to uh, watch your night vision content, man. That's something that, like, Andrew and I have been talking about a lot. And, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm
3: getting getting kind of planning on where i'm going to spend my money on that uh in that in that area
2: nice i i would recommend um outside of my great friends at AGM which you should totally get stuff from cuz they uh i'll, ch- they I'll s- check them out i'll check them uh, out but i would say also my buddy at Goonin Gear is is uh he's really great and um uh, he's helped me out with some stuff he sent me a hole sun laser for my for my video and stuff but uh Goonin Gear is a small company um, really that's cool. great, cool, cool dude. He's really, really obsessed with night vision and really passionate about it. Small company, so Goon and Gear is great too.
0: We'll put those guys in the show notes so people can uh check out the links and stuff. And this is also me saying that so I remember to do it when I listen to this. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. PVS fourteen, obviously not inexpensive, but it is gonna get you to the night vision game and
3: that's what everybody tells me.
2: Yeah. It seems and, like the
0: gold standard, like to get into it.
2: Yes, yes. I would say go with them. Decide if you hate it or not. Yeah. Obviously, like, being able to see out of two eyes versus one is a big advantage. And from my experience, trying both, like, obviously, binocular night vision is going to be superior, but is it that... Is it $10,000 versus $3,500? Like, is that more... Is it that much more of an advantage? Well, I suppose the the difference between one and two is less than the difference between zero and one. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. If you can get into it with a PS4, TVS 14 and get your bearings with it and learn how to like walk around and, and just experience everything that's awesome about night vision. I would say do it. And you know, I obviously the, the gold standard is like the L3 Harris unfilmed white phosphor units. Um, but you don't need that. You could get a green phosphor unit. Um, Gen three is probably where you want to be at, but there are some Gen 2 tubes that are considered Gen two plus that are like really capable ones, but I know it's it's gonna get into a lot of uh little you know uh, nuances about the night vision game, but I would just say if anyone's curious about night vision and like has the ability and the budget at around three to thirty five hundred dollars to spend, PBS fourteen all the way, and then you can always upgrade and get a, a a tube that's very similar in performance, and then you can do two PVS-14s, and that actually is a really cool thing because you can do pano night vision with two using this thing called the pano bridge. And I actually have yes. two PVS-14s right now on, like on loan, and um, I'm getting sent them just so I can film the content of me with the binos. And I help, and you hold them, and you articulate them, and you can actually see so much more of your sur- surroundings cause a lot of people don't realize when you put binocular night vision on your your field of view doesn't increase. So the only thing you're able to see more is just like your eyes are able to communicate with each other and see a a full image versus just oh, one. It's like yeah. holding it's like covering one eye, right? So when you put one eye um and you're using one eye with night vision, you're just seeing out of that one eye. The other eye is like not taking any information because it's like pitch black essentially outside of it, right? But with bino, bino night vision you still have the same 40-degree field of view. It's like if you want to know anyone listening right now or you guys and you haven't tried bino night vision, it, it, if you want to see what it's like, just take two toilet paper rolls, right, and hold yeah. them up to your eyes and face them forward, and that's what you see, and it's not a lot, and, and you can't see anything like surrounding you. So when you have two PVS-14s, let's say you get one to start and then down the road you can save for another and you match the, the performance of those, you use this pano bridge, which is actually three D printed, printed, by the way, um, from Noise Fighters, and you can see like more of like a sixty sixty five degree field of, of sixty five degree oh field God, of view, it's so which lit. is a lot more. I know it's so little, but it's it feels like a no, lot more. The Difference between
3: forty and sixty five is a lot.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. obviously the GPNVG, which is like the fucking crazy forty thousand dollar pano night vision that you see all the SEAL operators have in, in photos and all this shit. I mean, that's like the ultimate pano night vision, but that uses four the image. The zero dark tubes. thirty setup. Exactly. I mean, that's like that's like, uh, bask or that's like a bucket list night vision setup. But um, no one can afford that right now.
0: Yeah, nobody's neck is strong enough to hold that up at the beginner stages.
2: Yeah, exactly. I can tell you that definitely that is one advantage to having a PDS fourteen that you are that a lot of, not a lot of people talk about is that it's so much lighter than binos, and you don't you don't get sore and your neck doesn't get sore because it does yeah. get it does fuck your neck up after a while wearing binos.
0: I remember just being like in the up position so much more than forward, um, just because your center of gravity of your head is higher. And it's totally. Yeah. <laughs> you're just you're like wobbling around. It's you feel like, <laughs> you feel like a baby. That's why uh, you gotta get that. Not quite, but like, yeah, it's just. Have, I don't know. Have Imagine you seen the ads for ball your? Head.
3: Have you seen the ads for the, the Iron Neck on Instagram? No, no. no what's that? Oh, uh, maybe that's just targeted ads at me because I go to the gym. Um, it's it's the you, you to gotta Google out, it. Andrew. You gotta Google it. The Iron Neck. Well, I know it's you go this, to the gym. This weird fucking um contraption that's meant to strengthen and heal your neck for for like athletes that like i don't know forgot about mobility for the first 10 years of their uh their career um and it's it's like this is it just a weight uh, ring i'm it's looking this, at this right now this is, right <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so like this so metal sad. ring that you strap to your forehead and then you you suction the other end of the wall and it's this like bungee cord and you just, like, Damn. turn your fucking head
2: back and forth while it, like, pulls on you. This looks like some some stuff out of, uh, you know, one of those, like, uh, t- daytime television catalog type things. Yeah, wow. like the sharper image or yeah. fucking... Yeah, this yes. is funny as hell to watch people with, it. like, <laughs> Dude, super if... serious, really jacked dudes, like, with their head literally strapped to the wall and, like... <laughs> Just like got there, like looking like they're like, taking a shit. Wow, look uh, at this, Joe Rogan. What? Joe Rogan, dude. Wow, it's yeah. it's it's official. It's one of
3: those things. that's, like it looks so stupid, but then when Instagram
2: shows it to you eight thousand times, Rogan you're like, that "Oh,
3: that maybe." Face.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude this, dude. this looks like a lawsuit happening, like uh, oh or that, or it just God. looks like it's like a uh, some sci-fi experiment that's like you're getting you're getting experimented on. Right. You know,
0: right. this was something that somebody made as a joke and they were like there's no fucking <laughs> way we'll see how far way. we can take it yeah the first <laughs> so one was <laughs> definitely 3d printed and every
3: time that somebody talks about how how like hard it is on your neck uh to
2: wear night vision i'm like oh just get the iron neck yeah i mean i i if it if it's actually does what it says it it, it does and it's actually effective then it does appear that it would help one uh get a little bit stronger of a neck to be able to support those <laughs> nods it's like, well, what are you doing with your with your uh, iron neck? It's like, well, it's all for the nods. Yeah, baby. it's all for the nods. All right, we're dude. gonna link
0: the iron neck in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotta link it just for yeah. the photos, dude. Yeah, yeah just so you can see what we're talking about.
3: <laughs> they get the influx of traffic from our our seventy listeners. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's more. Give us more credit than that, but yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always like to. I always thank like you to, to our seventy-two listeners anyway. for, for yeah. <laughs> listening to us. Um, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Alright, I can't stop looking at these pictures But I have to pull myself away um, Yeah, okay. We have one more thing from you And then we'll cut you loose I know we said that before We're at two and, a quarter, and three quarter hours right now Those was the <laughs> most uncomfortable way to say that time I don't know why I chose to do it like that <laughs> But um, <laughs> if you had one piece of advice To give to people uh, What would it be?
3: Hmm can just be like quality of life something you think people are just like sleeping on you know something you know that everyone else needs to know Mm. (laughs) I know we put you on the spot
2: yeah yeah no it's fine Um, uh, AR-15s are actually free and you can get them (laughs) inside of police cars Um, they won't tell you this on the internet the elites won't (laughs) tell you this they the don't AR-50 want you to know. Is this know, because right? you just listened to the c Art episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, uh, I, I, I just it's was real. joking with it. I thought I'd say that. But no, I, on a serious note, um, gi- giving, uh, giving love out to the world is, is extremely important. And in any situation, whether it's if you're getting tailgated and you want to slam on the brakes. Um, just decide or not to. if you're just opening the door for someone. Or if that's you're, um, or if you're uh, feeling really upset and uh, you want to take it out on anyone uh, close to you, just remember: the more love you give out, the more love you'll re- you receive. And by just not slamming on the brakes or opening that door or not freaking out on someone you love, the 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 world will be a better place overall. And if we all did that, yeah. I know that's simplifying it, but just no no that's it man i definitely imagine somebody like about
0: to beat their wife and just going like (sighs)
2: fucking (laughs) 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 yes exactly that's that's no that's that's awesome
0: man yeah that's that is that is sage wisdom and i wish more people practice that
2: we'd all be better for it absolutely and i'm i'm not perfect either so I, i that's comes from a little bit of experience
0: yeah, no, that, that's... Uh, I feel like we could all speak for that, man, to different degrees and, and intensities, but that, um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Give love, receive love. Be Hell a sweetheart.
2: Yeah. Be a sweetheart. <laughs> Be a sweetheart that can also stop a threat.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Be, what is it? Be uh, a dangerous, dangerous... Fuck, I'm going to butcher it. The, uh, the the quote, if you're... Capable be capable of violence, but be if you're if you're not capable of violence, you're not peaceful, you're you're fuck. Whatever. All right guys. Google that. That's your homework. <laughs> if
3: I can Google that. See what you get. And uh
0: thank you guys, everyone for listening. Thank you so much. BSR for coming on and uh and making My our pleasure. day with this. That was a lot this was a lot of fun. My pleasure. And, uh, thank you. You really blessed me on this Sunday, the day of our Lord. Yes, yeah. I well, went to a baptism earlier today. It's pretty tight, fun. but yeah, made a uh, my friend made a a drone strike joke in the middle of it. The the pastor was talking about giving uh, presents to people who had not met Christ yet, and uh, oh, the guy you guys, next to me was like, "By by <laughs> g- by presents, he means predator drones." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, dude, oh,
1: that's too deep." Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, like.
3: That's funny because it's true, but also not funny because it's, you know, true. horrible. And
0: it's yeah, true. It's, yeah. it's funny and not funny because it's true. But anyway, with that, on that note, thank you, everyone. Thank you, PSR. Have thank a great you all. weekend.